Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tony Dunn. And not to it, but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Take a seat, Panther fans. Strap in. We've got a lot to talk about on the longest-running Panthers podcast around. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest news and opinions from the fan perspective. The combine is in the books. The men, we saw them in their underwear. We saw them jump high, throw fast, run fast. Not as fast as many years, though, in some cases. And now we are immense already overwhelmed with free agency talk. We'll talk about Derek Carr to Richardson, to Anthony Richardson, to the Lamar Jackson fiasco, and some nuggets of Panther news and potential trade-up opportunities continue to fly through the rumor mill. I'm going to do that with my homeboys each, like I do each and every week. My co-host, Cody Lashney, how you doing? Tony Dunn. We always have a big show on Tuesday night, man. It never, ever fails year-round. Man, we have so much to talk about. Derek Carr in the division with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Lamar Jackson is all in the news. Is the NFL colluding against him? Are the Panthers going to move up to draft one of these quarterbacks that we've seen in the draft? Man, there's so much to talk about, Tony Dunn. But you know, as always, We're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know them and love them. It's Adam Sanders, our guy Drew, Algernon Ramsir, Anthony Price, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel, James S50, Josh Juan Conde, Lynn Leon Hart, what's up? Smells like blue, the Cardiac Cat 13, White Chocolate Espresso, Right Bets, and Skunk Ape mysteries tony dunn ain't nothing to it but to do it brother let's roll the voice that makes a moist ck in the house uh how you doing my friend oh you know just out here uh living dreams as they say um it's it's, it's a lot to talk about tonight and i'm just happy to be here with you fellas uh to to talk about it because uh you know i love the fact that everybody has uh differing opinions and uh we uh we tend to 
uh, disagree quite often, but you know, we still come back here and we're all brothers and uh, family and, and, and C3 and in Panthers fandom. And I'm just happy to be here with everybody to talk about what we've seen transpire today in the past week as well. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the show. The number is 252-228-1598. That's 252-228-1598. We'd love for you to be a part of the broadcast. Check us out on YouTube. Smash the thumbs up button. Get in the comments. There's a lot of people in the chat already. And uh, just engage with the show. That's what we're looking for. And boy, I I got to say this, Cody, you, you mentioned it, is that each and every week there's a lot of talk to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And it feels like, um, and we've made, we've had a running joke so long in the background is every time I'm like, I think tonight's going to be a short show. It turns into a four hour argument about something or discussion. Right. And there's been actually more to it than we first thought. Sounds like the C3 podcast. Yeah. The, the NFL has been so, is so good at just owning and occupying the headlines all year round. I mean, you got the ACC tournament right now starting and nobody, you know, it's like still just NFL everywhere. Um, I don't know if though this year with this news, I feel more anxiety this year than I ever, I find all of this immensely stressful at this moment. You should. The Panthers <laughs> could literally do one of five different things from now until the start of next season at the quarterback position. And um, all of them could be awesome or all of them could like, they all have their pluses and minuses. They all have their upsides and downsides. However you want to say it. Um, that's why the, uh, Scott Federer, this is going to be a make it or break it year for Scott. Like we're really going to see what kind of front office we have based on what the Carolina Panthers do in the next couple months. But, boys, let's just jump into it real quick. Let's react to the news that Derek Carr is now going to be playing us twice a year with the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr agreed to a four-year deal for $150 million with $100 million in total guarantees per Mike Garofolo. He gets $70 million effectively fully guaranteed, $60 million at signing, another $10 million in year three. Uh, vesting after year one, Carr structures his deal to accommodate Saints cap issues. So more voodoo by the Saints front office. They always seem to make things work. But um, I mean, let me ask you all this. Did the Saints overpay for Derek Carr or are they now the de facto front runner to win the NFC South? When it comes to this, I first have a question about the contract. Uh, the $70 million, right? So he gets the 60 and then he still, I mean, they're paying him $35 million for two years, right? And then in year three, right, they probably still owe him even more money, right? So, I mean, this guy is, it, he didn't come cheap. And to answer your question, I would say, yeah, it's like first they are better now with Derek Carr than they were without him. Um, the other thing is this is starting money quarterback now, thirty-five million a year. Right. That's they're committing to him being the starter, and this is not an overpay if he's if they build around him and they are successful. It's an overpay if they regret this in a year. This is very kind of eerily similar to the Teddy Bridgewater court. Uh, contract in some ways is that 
it's a little more commitment than we wanted. And I think that's why the Panthers weren't really uh, a front runner in this discussion. I, I don't think that that's anything wrong with that. I mean, I, I think that here's the thing. I do believe that this makes them the front runner in the NFC South right now. Okay. Um, now, if any of these teams figure out their quarterback situation in the same office, uh, in this same off season, be it the draft or if the Panthers happen to go get good old Lamar Jackson, or if the the Falcons go and get him or somebody else uh, makes another splash move that would then change my mind on who's the de facto leader. But as of right now, yes, this makes the saints the front runner because they have a quarterback that is middle of the pack. I don't think anybody has the quarterback that has proven to be middle of the pack yet. So that'd be my only reason. And my only caveat there is I think this could rapidly change. Um, and I also think that uh, uh, the there's the fact that the saints are able to do what they do with the cap is just, Honestly, they should make it illegal. I don't know how the hell they do They're it. They're the Federal Reserve, uh, I CK. I don't understand. Just print money on there. Well, I don't understand how they can do it, but no other teams can. You understand what, what I mean? Like, I just it doesn't make any. There's no logic to that. Um, and and I'm sure that there's some something coming down the line that's going to make this hurt. Like it, it, at some point, this is going to be something they're going to have to pay the piper. It hasn't happened yet in the past five years when they've been in Capel every single year, but it is something it's that voodoo, I think, man. Yeah, I think that it. You, I would like to think that it's if 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 it's possible to do what they're doing and not have it be a major impact in some way, shape, or form now or in the future. Um, then and the fact that other teams aren't doing it is just dumb. It doesn't make any sense to me. Everybody has to know about what they're doing, and I just the fact that nobody is is just mind-boggling to me. I wonder what this means for Alvin Kamara, right? We've heard the news that Derrick Henry is on the trading block. Christian McCaffrey was moved last year, and Alvin Kamara was um, a contract very in the very similar. I think it was the same year of McCaffrey's, unless it was the year after. I think it was the same year. So they were like really in the kind of same place with uh, a running back who was really, really good, but also expensive. Right. Um, they're to trade them just like the. McCaffrey trade will leave them with some dead money. I think they just have said, we'll, we'll keep dead money around. Like it's always going to be a part of our organization where we're just going to keep adding people. I wonder if Kamar's traded. I know that he's got some pending off field stuff or he broke that guy's jar or whatever in Las Vegas. And I still hasn't been suspended for those things. So well, he hasn't been uh, found guilty of anything yet. So yeah, they're waiting. But at some point that is also going to catch up with it. So I wonder what it means for Alvin Kamara. Uh, but you know, it's like, Hey, they're not hesitant to bring in what they think is the next real right. improving free agent piece well, to their team. And should they be wrong for feeling that way? I mean, the last time they had a quarterback, you know, disappear a pocket passing quarterback, it was Drew Brees, you know? And even though Derek Carr is certainly not Drew Brees, he at, le- at least fits that same kind of mold. He can right. push the ball down the field. He still has a live arm. You know, they're going to like the idea of him throwing to Chris Olave, you know, handing the ball off. I think that's what the Saints still want to do. I think they would love to still have, have Alvin Kamara. I don't know if they actually will or not. But, I mean, if you're the Saints, yeah, I, I understand why you would make this deal 
apparently he favored New Orleans because they were the only ones willing to trade draft capital for him even before the Raiders were going to cut him. So, you know, it's kind of like, hey, man, they were showing me that they love me. So, yeah, I'm going to go there. Um, The Uh, contract is obviously massive. um, But but do, do you think now, I mean, obviously we're Panther fans. We all think the Panthers are going to win. But, you know, now that they do have Derek Carr, pretty much everyone and their mama is saying that the New Orleans Saints are the odds-on favorites in the NFC South now. Uh, is that too much too fast? Or what do we think about that? Because like, to me, you could do worse than Derek Carr. But I also think there are ways that, especially if Carolina drafts a quarterback, that potentially we could have a better chance than the New Orleans Saints this year. Yeah, I don't think it makes them the de facto leader. What I think, I think I agree with CK on this is that as of now, they are a better team. They've improved from where they were last year. You would think this move is a positive addition, whether how much you want to argue it is, whether it's one step right. or 10 steps forward, it's they've gotten better. And no one else has yet because the draft hasn't happened. There's, you know, I mean, so in that light, yeah. But I think the the very similar case is probably just comparable to what it would have done for Carolina. Is like we would say if we had Derek Carr, we would say we are the lead in this division because we got the best quarterback. We would go back to this crazy coaching staff and say, oh, the most proven, the most proven out of every known commodity, right? Is like. Um, but uh, this also tells you, too, is they knew that they weren't getting a quarterback in this draft. They were picking at 10 right behind us, and uh, they don't have a pick now. They got it in a San Francisco deal till the 30th pick. I don't know where they, they are. Were, I thought they were 28th. Because of remember thirtieth on draft. It says 28 is Buffalo. Man, unless this is, yeah, 2023 draft order, right? Yeah, uh, it goes Dallas twenty seven, Buffalo twenty eight, Cincy twenty nine, and New Orleans gets the first round. San Francisco's first round pick at thirty. Uh, who that dude says they have twenty nine? Yeah, I think that's what Tankathon said too. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That, you're on Tankathon. Yes, I mean, like, am I reading it wrong? This is it says. Hold on, let me. This the is the video. draft, right? Yeah, scroll down. And it says right there, 30. Huh. Who that dude? You're wrong, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless this site's wrong. I mean, it might be. No, I don't I mean, really care, but right. it's like, here, it's 29 or 30. It doesn't matter. I, mean, I remember know, thinking that it was also in the 20s also, but hey, whatever, you know. Um, Hey, uh, real quick. I mean, it's kind of unrelated, but I think it's also, you know, it's worth mentioning in the same breath. I saved it for later, but... um. The Seahawks breaking off Geno Smith to a three-year deal, a $105 million contract, including $52 million in the first year. Um, and, you know, do you, who do you think got a better deal, New Orleans or Seattle? And Seattle's picking number five right now. Do you think that this takes them out of the quarterback hunt in the first round? They're picking number five. I say no, because – even though it's a three-year deal, it's only really two of them that are like for sure guaranteed. So, you know, if they drafted, for example, Anthony Richardson, he might be able to sit behind him for two years. 
But to me, they could still take a quarterback. That doesn't eliminate them from taking a quarterback early, in my own opinion. Oh, we saw I solved it. This is why it's he's right, is 29. It technically is 29 because Miami is picking 21, but they had to forfeit their pick. Mm. And Tankathon doesn't move it. What so did it they is, have to forfeit their pick for? For the, uh, collu- for that, the, yeah, the uh, talking with Tom Brady. And, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, right. wow. I didn't even know that they lost the first round. Yeah, yeah. they lost that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, what do y'all make about Gino? Um, I mean, it honestly, sounds like a two year deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much is. It's a basic deal. It's nothing that I think is um, worth writing home about personally. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it, I agree with you, Cody. I think that this, it, it all this is, is just um, them doing, I think Geno Smith, I was thinking about this when they re- reported this. I'm like, can you imagine what it must be like to be Geno Smith right now, having gone through what he went through to get to where he is? And actually make it getting a contract like that. It's just got to be mind boggling to have that type of uh, just that roller coaster of emotions going on right there. So that's I'm happy for the guy. I think that it's I personally believe it's overpaid after one. And it's honestly a decent year. I would even say it was like a great year. Like it was early on, but it was a decent year. Um, And he just got broken off. And I think it's great for him. But um I don't think it removes them from the contention for one of those top quarterbacks, personally. My two cents on the Geno stuff is, uh, like, if I was a Seahawks fan, I'd be happy about where we sat right now. Um, Like you said, there is a cool aspect to this story, CK, is that it's, like, counter to the the Mm -hmm. type of stories we are accustomed to hearing, right? It's like when somebody said, oh, something happened to me this past weekend, you assume, like, they life-changing. If they say, hey... I had a life-changing event that just happened. We generally think nine times out of 10, the damn news is going to be bad. Right. Um, This girl that works with me, her daughter won a $4 million in a scratch-off ticket in Greenville one time, like five years ago. I mean, she works on the same floor as me, like in the same suite. And I could not stop thinking about this. And it was, and I was telling people about it. I was just talking with a lot of people about it. And somebody said to me, man, you sound jealous. I said, no, it's not the money. Like, of course, I would want the money. But, like, it's so awesome to hear somebody's life improve positively so much in such a short span. So that Geno part is awesome. But I think this is great for Seattle. What I would do is this, is I'd still take a quarterback right here. Right. Yeah. And by the way, the the reports were is that Anthony Richardson – had a fantastic uh, meeting with the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, he was ranting and raving about it, saying that it felt natural. He he really likes Seattle. So, yeah, maybe that is what they do, man. I don't um, think this takes him out of the quarterback discussion nope. at all. I would be no, disappointed if they didn't take a quarterback. Honestly, I think a lot if of I was a fan would be as well. I mean, it's perfect. This is how you want to do it. You want to, in a draft where you want to maybe reach on upside, but you don't want to rush it. You don't want to put unnecessary burden on a what Levis or whoever, pick whoever your upside guy is. You don't fall off a cliff. You get a guy who's been in the league for over a decade who knows that this is, and you pay him too. Like Everybody wins here. Everybody wins here, in my opinion, for the Seahawks. What does that do? 
Oh, I guess speaking of these guys at the combine. Yes, sir. Uh, so listen, Anthony Richardson really was the talk of the of the scouting combine and uh, his measurables. I mean, let, let's be real. They're the best that we've ever seen from a quarterback at that position. Um, we were able to kind of show, you know, we did a live stream. Thank you to everybody that tuned in um, to that live stream. We were able to watch um, some of the combine and Anthony Richardson has really started to impress um, what what did you guys think? And I'll kind of play some clips while we're talking about it here. But who was the most impressive quarterback this year at the Combine and why? Even though everyone's talking about Anthony Richardson, maybe you think it was C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud had a fantastic day throwing the football. The ball popped out of his hand really smooth. Um, a lot to consider for Carolina. What say you boys? Um, Go ahead, Tony. You know, as this is a, and you know, the combine it, it it caters to people like Anthony Richardson, and what I mean by that, who are physically gifted. You know, it is a physical giftness skills show. So I expected Anthony Richardson to be the most impressive as long as he looked good throwing. You know, you knew this is where he was going to shine the most. I didn't see. I think I would say that Stroud and Young both acquitted themselves very well. Like they, um, they look as we, I thought this would be a place where Richardson stock, like his star would show overshine Bryce Young, who wasn't even throwing. You were worried about how much he came in at, and he really belied some of, you know, put some of the size fears. I think they, he dampened them, dampened them. So I think right. people feel less worried about his size as a thing. Um, and they're confident in the tape and they'll go to his pro day and he'll be uh, he'll be back to number one. Um, and I think CJ Stroud held on. Like, I mean, he held on to his stock very well because he couldn't he's not gonna be able to beat Richardson in this type of day. You know, it's like yeah. and so I think everybody won here. And I would say maybe Levis comes out being the boringest one out of all of them. I don't even know that he his was. It wasn't like, bad. It wasn't bad. Like it's just in comparison. I think it was just it wasn't as as good. And I think it's uh, the company that he was surrounded by made it easy for him to look like the ugly uh, ugliest girl in the group, right? Um, as we've talked about multiple times. Probably at least uh, he didn't screw up, CK. That's actually what he needed to do. Is right. his, is like because his his performance was not memorable, but that's better than it being. Uh, memorable for bad reasons. Right. I know. I agree with that. I think, uh, um, you know, it, I went back and I watched all of these guys because I was not there present with you guys as much as I wanted to be. Um, I was uh, watching a, a, a play uh, for, it was Peter Pan um, for a middle school. So nice. Nice. Yeah. That nice. was fun. Um, but, uh, but when I did go back and watch, man, I'm like, it's, it's hard not to be excited about a lot of these guys. And it's so, here's the thing. We fell in love. I fell in love with Malik Willis during his pro day, right? Because he was able to throw this deep ball that was beautiful and all the, and, and these guys were able to do all of that. I'm not going to be sold on these guys just based off of this. And so, but I will say this much. It's hard not to look at those and be like, man, 
what 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 an Anthony Richardson could do in the NFL is gotta be enough to make you feel excited. Like it may not be um, immediately impactful. My gosh, man, it feels like something that could be special. Um, yeah, that's what I, I think a lot of people are hoping for. And you know, I, I've got CJ Stroud up on the screen, uh, his throwing performance at the combine. And it's like you see him throwing with anticipation, even throwing against air one-on-one. Like he throws the ball to where the receiver isn't going to be. That receiver never has to make any adjustment to the football. I'm really starting to fall more and more in love with the C.J. Stroud-Joe Burrow comparison because they are very comparable. They're a little bit faster than you think they are on the feet. And as a thrower of the football, the amount of touch is absolutely incredible. These guys can put the ball right where it needs to be. And that's also a leadership quality. If you're not throwing your receivers into reckless tackles, you're not getting them hurt. I mean, you you need quarterbacks that know when to throw a football and when not to. And C.J. Stroud, he just seems like he has that type of natural skill in abundance. And I put this on Twitter and, you know, people wanted to clown me a little bit because I've been kind of anti-quarterback. It's not even that I've been anti. It's just I've known how hard it's going to be for the Panthers to actually be able to trade up to get their preferred quarterback. But with all of the rumors that the Panthers are indeed planning on being very aggressive in the quarterback market, then in my mind, you might as well go up and get C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry, but I just I like the total package of C.J. better. I think he's taller, has a bigger frame, um, and to me, his touch is absolutely incredible, and I think that would be worth it. And my final thing here, if you look at the type of offensive line the Carolina Panthers were able to put together last year, if we're able to be even you know, three-quarters of that, that is more than enough protection for CJ to get the ball out of his hands and get it to DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall and whatever receivers we're going to have next year. So as of this moment, if the Panthers indeed are going to trade up and be that aggressive to finally get that quarterback, yeah, my endorsement is CJ Stroud. I feel like it's time. I don't think it's, yeah. I mean, actually, I agree. Like, is if you may ask me to bet on who I think is going to have the best NFL career out of the top four quarterbacks, is I think C.J. Stroud is the safest bet. I think that style of play can last in the NFL and win in the NFL. And then, I mean, Bryce Young, everybody says it's because he has this crazy it, so it factor. Like, he's just – maybe he's more Patrick Mahomes-ish. While and what I mean by that is like it's the intangible kind of component that's so um, defining to how good they are, why they're so good. And that Joe cold ass Joe Burrow style is the Strouds. I would be the most happy with Stroud personally. If you ask, uh, would I be surprised if Bryce Young had a better career than Stroud? I won't think I would be surprised, but I don't think. I would probably say the riskiest of them is Levis and Richardson. Yeah. I mean, cause they're going to need some time to develop. I mean, yeah. especially, especially Anthony Richardson. I like everybody else was blown away by the combine performance, 
but he's only had 13 starts. He only has a 53.8% completion percentage. That's not to say that he can't be a very good NFL quarterback, because I do agree that he probably has the highest upside of any quarterback to come through the draft, uh, maybe since Cam Newton. You know, everybody throws around that comparison. You know, he's very, very high ceiling type of a guy. But if you're the Panthers, I just don't know if you're going to trade all the way up until the top five or whatever right. to, to draft a guy that's not going to be able to start next year. It just, it doesn't really. Or it just has some questions if they're really, you know I mean? It's like kind of the Le- Trey Lance, Lamar Jackson upside, you would think. Right. Um, and, you know, is that you're betting a lot and you can't uh, quit on that too early either. You're going to need time for it, you know? And But speaking of, trading up is how is it even possible uh, i got to the point where uh after when we were having the combine discussion that i just don't think that the panthers have the capability of getting ahead of indianapolis who i think could trade up houston could trade up atlanta probably won't trade up but the Detroit, like you have to get ahead of Detroit, Seattle. I don't think Seattle will trade up now at five, but you're going to have to get ahead of Indianapolis if you want your guy or or have a shot at your guy, should I say, have a shot at your guy. Can the Panthers, how far could they theoretically move up, Cody? So Sheena Marie, uh, she was in her – or Shannon Quick, uh, she was doing a spaces, and she says she thinks that the Colts are going to be the biggest problem for the Panthers wanting to move up to one. And, yeah, I mean, that that's very reasonable. Um, uh, this is from Bo Devine. He writes for the Chicago Bears. Momentum seems to be growing for the Bears trading down twice. League sources indicate to CBS Sports that this past week in Indianapolis, the Bears could trade down once, then trade down again in the first round of April's draft. One popular scenario has the Bears trading from one to two, then from two to nine. Uh, the the Bears deal the top pick to the Texans, who's currently sitting at number two overall. So I, the Bears, I mean, they really are the wild card in, in the entire draft because they basically get to set who picks where. You know, they hold a lot of teams in the palm of their hands right now, these Chicago Bears. Um, so, that, you know, there's a lot of different methods, but it's looking like if you want to get your preferred guy, you're going to have to move to number one. If you want your pick of everyone else, yeah, you're going to have to offer Chicago Bears the farm and then some to be able to go up and get it. However, if you did find yourself in a position where you're okay with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, then at the number three pick with Arizona, who doesn't need a quarterback, they look to be a likely spot to trade down also. So a lot of different ways to skin a cat here, boys. I think Sheena's right is Indianapolis is the problem. And that's why I don't think them trading back to nine is the right scenario for that, how that would happen. I think this is what if I was Houston, Chicago, what I would do as soon as the phone, like as soon as you could trade anything, I would call Houston and I would say, let's make a friendly deal. You give us a second or third round pick 
and we'll just let you we'll swap spots because then you could then get trade out of the two spot and it doesn't cost you anything. You could still but, trade to get, you could just get one quick asset real quick and then still get the same amount that you would have gotten if you would have just directly traded with the second team. But I don't think you would get the same amount if you did that, right? Like you would need, so here's the, the scenario that I think is makes the most sense for Chicago for a double trade down type of a situation like that. Um, you could go that route, sure, but you're devaluing that number two spot tremendously when Houston takes Bryce Young off the board, right? When they when they're when many teams number one quarterback goes off the board, that number two pick becomes less valuable. There's less people that are going to be vying for that um, for for you know uh, a CJ Stroud and a uh, and a Anthony Richardson or I guess that may, that makes a lot of sense. Right? Yeah, um, I mean um, that'd be my personal again my personal opinion, but I just don't see that being a scenario where they'd be able to actually do that. Well, then the, what they should do is trade. I don't know who could they trade with in Indianapolis first. Yeah, well, so that, yeah, that's that. Okay, that's where it's kind of interesting because you have two division rivals that are right near to each other that both need quarterbacks. So I think that's why people are predicting that Houston gives up whatever they need just to move up one spot because they're making sure that their division rival doesn't jump them for their preferred quarterback. And they have more assets to be able to do that. But then right. Indy has to move next. They have to move to two. They right. got to start check because they're not going to want the Panthers to move into the three or the two and get ahead of them. So they if have a, to move. If I'm a betting man right now, I would say, Come April 27th, the first night of the draft, I think the Houston Texans are going to have the, the number one pick. overall pick, and I think the Indianapolis Colts uh, wow. are going to have number two. I agree. And then, and then if Chicago is sitting at number four, they might still trade back. That's uh, how you get the nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, they might, they might just make their way down the board. And, man, I, that would be an unprecedented yeah, that would be an unprecedented scenario. A team right. that has their quarterback, they have a ton of cap space. Now you're going to bulk up on multiple first round picks for years in the future. Like, there's no reason why the Bears in a couple of years shouldn't be a super team and have as much cap room. If you, I don't know if you mentioned that. And on top of that, yeah, the cap room, they man. would still get a top 10 pick talent. That's the thing is like, they're, they would be trading back get so many assets uh, in doing so. Like it's, here's the thing. If they were to not win a championship in the next five years after doing that, there's, there needs to be just a completely, a complete overhaul of everything uh, because there's just no reason that they should have any, any uh, trouble finding success in the league with that type of, uh, uh, you know, assets coming their way. This is how you draw it up. Almost. If you are a GM and you could have your ideal situation is right, is have a guy that you think is a quarterback, right? Is that could be Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. You still have him on his rookie deal. You acquire a ton of fucking picks for the future. You have a ton of money. You have like brand new GM, I think. I think it's a new GM. I don't know if they're in the second year of their coach. Yeah. Yeah, they have a former player. I think Eric Poole, he, he was a former offensive lineman. Uh, this is yeah, like what we all would wish for if we were in the rebuild mode. Or yeah. like, this is ideal. 
And an interesting, I never knew this. I saw this. Um, this is from Peter King. That I thought you could only trade three years in advance. I guess you can. Twenty right now, you can trade twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five. But on April on draft day, because you're in a new year, I I don't know why. You can actually trade 23, 24, 25, and 26 first round picks. So, like, what yeah. could, like, what if Chicago got that like, terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up. Like, God, if David Tepper is as desperate for a quarterback as we all think he is, oh boy, y'all better strap up and buckle in, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I don't know. I guess this is why you hope a deal is worked out. If the Panthers do move up, you hope that there's a deal coming soon. You know, because yes, if we're waiting, yes. yeah, dude, if, if we wait, yeah, we ain't giving up. A I mean, if we, I think, I think debating three first round picks is just on its own is a a big weight on an organization. But you know, it's not going to be just three first round picks. It's going to be right. some twos and some fours and some so. It's going to be more than that, but I'm nervous with three. You know, like like I said at the yep. beginning of the show, this offseason has a certain anxiety accompanying with, accompanying it. So uh, I want to hear from some fans on this, Cody. Uh, I'm going to yep. take a couple of cat calls because I know that they will have yep. a lot to say about this quarterback situation, the combine, and the draft, uh, what the Panthers should do. Give us a call at 252-228-5098. We'll get you on the show. Um, and let's see what people got to say about all of this that we're talking about. We're absolutely going to jump into some cat calls uh, real quick with some uh, fantastic donators to the show. Just don't care with the $5. Appreciate you. Just don't care. And White Chocolate Espresso with the four ninety nine love bombs. There's never another quarterback who had below 55% completion percentage who uh, approved it, who improved it to 60 or above in the NFL, not named Josh Allen. So he's talking about Anthony Richardson right there and how much of a risk it might be for him. But yeah, listen, Tony, you already said, let's jump into the cat calls. Let's see what Panther fans have to say at 252-228-5098. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like I don't hear anything, Tony. Oh, you can't hear it? Motherfucker, every week. Hey, yo. <clears throat> yo, it's your boy Juan. Come on, want to ask you a few What's up, Juan? What do you guys think would happen now with Derek Carr playing the Jets and us, the Panthers, and picking the Saints to go to play in the season? And with the rumor that Mark Jackson was tagged today, uh, didn't know if he was, but found he was later on in the evening. So what's the plans now to go forward the draft? Do we draft up, like trade up, get a quarterback, or do we wait to see if the quarterback falls to us? Or do we wait in the draft forever we, we need at first and then draft a quarterback later on with some other quarterbacks laying in the draft, like 
Adrian from Purdue, the guy from Tennessee, Stanford, what do y'all think the Panthers should do with a nice pick? Or do y'all believe in a trade-up for a quarterback? I'm, I'm just trying to say my guess, but I don't know what y'all feel like. What do y'all feel like the team should do and why? And thank you. You have good evening. And keep pounding, Panther Nation. God. Keep pounding. What a Great call, call Jose. Fantastic. Yeah, and Jose, that's kind of what we were all just talking about. You know, every option is open. There's a lot of anxiety surrounding this because we really could do anything. Like, if the Panthers don't get their quarterback, let's say the top four all go before the Falcons. No trade-up. Say no trade-up. Yeah, trade yeah. Up. then there's no trade-up. Then you literally are forced to just either go best player available or trade down a little bit. Um, That's what they'll it, do. They'll go yeah. BPA. They'll yeah. go BPA. I mean, in that they're scenario, not, yeah, they're, yeah. They're going to say the same thing that we got pitched the year we passed on Justin Fields. Except for there's this wouldn't be a passing moment, right? This would be, but it would be like, well, if the quarterback was there, we were going to take him. But we saw a way to get like add a top ten player or a top five player right. to our team. Yeah, and I, um, yeah. The other though is that he threaded the needle f- through three conversations, right? From should we take a quarterback, which I think will require trading up. Um, should we? kind of punt it in that BPA and maybe even take a flyer on a Hendon hooker. Right. Uh, like, I mean, that is an option. Um, and I, and then maybe uh, the most radical option could be, he mentioned the Lamar Jackson today was, um, he was given the franchise tag, but it was the non-exclusive franchise tag, which allows someone else to make a deal to him. And if he accepts it, that uh, they then have to provide two first-round picks in compensation to the Ravens. So at the very minimum, the Ravens are going to either re-sign uh, Lamar Jackson or <laughs> receive two first-round picks for him. Yeah. yeah, so but let's let's delve into this, man, because this has been a very hot-button issue on Twitter all day long. And to be honest, boys, I think this is going to be a very hot-button topic from now going into the start of the NFL season, it now seems that there could be a scenario where Lamar Jackson would end up holding out. There's so much to to go through. Let's break it down. So today, Kimberly Martin puts out, the Ravens have placed a non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. This means other teams are allowed to speak to him and talk to him, and if they make him a deal, the Ravens are allowed to match that offer. If they don't, then they would get two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Very swiftly after this news comes out, literally a domino effect happens where a bunch of teams come out publicly and basically say that they are not in the running for Lamar Jackson including your very own Carolina Panthers via Josina Anderson saying the Panthers are not in the market for Lamar Jackson. Well, then right after this, pretty much all of the teams listed here put out a, uh, you know, something on Twitter saying that they were not interested in Lamar Jackson. This includes the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Commanders, the Raiders, Everybody pretty much just unanimously kind of jumped out on this situation. Now, before we jump into it, 
Because, listen, we're going to talk about collusion because that's what everyone's talking about right now. Uh, I do want to point this out before we jump into it. The, the Panthers and essentially everyone else in the NFC South, they were not willing to guarantee the third and fourth year of Deshaun Watson's contract uh, here in Carolina. So I, I do think that's that's an important part of the conversation when talking about all this. But now uh, this is from J, uh, JPA Football Rumors. There's constant concern amongst the NFLPA that there's collusion amongst the NFL teams to make sure there isn't another contract given out like Deshaun Watson until another player gets a fully guaranteed deal similar to Watson. These rumors will continue to persist. JJ Watt himself chiming in on the situation. He says, why are all of these teams so publicly out on Lamar Jackson and MVP winner in his prime at the most important position in the entire NFL? What am I missing here? Um, Will Conkle, uh, of the uh, of Fox, uh, the Panthers reporter for Fox, says NFL teams are pushing back against the fully guaranteed contract the Browns gave Deshaun Watson. Owners and GMs don't want their roster potentially sunk by one guy. Lamar Jackson has missed ten games through the last two seasons. All of it, uh, all it takes is one team to sign him, though. So yeah, I mean basically. A lot of people are saying that the NFL owners have all called each other up and said, hey, no one is going to pay Lamar the guaranteed money that he is asking for. Because then that sets a precedent that all these other NFL owners don't want to adhere to. They don't want to continue to pay Joe Burrow all the guaranteed money and Justin Herbert all the guaranteed money and Jalen Hurts. So, there is now a precedent where these NFL owners essentially don't, you know, they, they don't want to pay that type of money. But my question to all of you and to everyone in the chat room is how much does it matter that Lamar Jackson the entire time ha- uh, has been negotiating this? His mom is his agent. His mom has been helping him negotiate the largest quarterback money contract in the NFL. It just seems like if you're Lamar during such an important time for not only yourself, but setting a precedent for other NFL quarterbacks, why would you not want to have a trusted agent be on your side, helping you navigate all these waters? Because I'm going to be real with y'all. I think if Jackson had a real agent this entire time, they would have explained to him by now, that even the Browns didn't want to pay all that guaranteed money to Deshaun Watson. And now there's already reports coming out that the Browns have ways to restructure uh, Deshaun's contract so that way the salary cap isn't that much next year. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if the NFL owners are like calling each other up, telling them, hey, no one's going to pay Lamar because all the reports were Atlanta was in love with him and that they had made headway at the Combine to facilitate the trade. But now all of a sudden they're saying they're collusion. The NFL owners don't want uh, Lamar to get paid. That's why the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag on. There's a lot to dissect, boys. Uh, Which one of y'all wants to jump in on this first? I'm happy to. Um, 
listen, this is not collusion. This is just the NFL doing what it always wants to do, and that is to not pay guys guaranteed money. Like the idea that that the idea that you want to use Deshaun Watson's contract as a as a springboard um, to to say that you deserve that type of money is like one of the worst arguments you can have because in hindsight that that contract right now looks like one of the worst decisions that the Browns could have made. Right now, that's what it looks like. Right, you cannot use the Deshaun Watson argument. You can't even use us being in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes as an argument as to why we should have we shouldn't be out that quickly because we were out on Deshaun Watson because we didn't want to pay him the guaranteed money. There's a precedent that has been created by NFL teams and NFL owners that you don't pay guaranteed contracts like that. Deshaun Watson was an outlier. You don't you don't base your entire contract negotiations off of a guy like that who went to one of the most desperate teams for a quarterback after they just completely spit on the guy who at that time had taken them to the playoffs, at least for the first time in a while and won a playoff game in a long time. Right. I do not believe that this is a collusion situation. Right. Do I believe that this is probably the uh, NFL owners probably all having the same mindset about what, what this contract? Yes. I believe they all have a, a very similar mindset. But I don't think that this is anything that has to do with we don't want to pay Lamar Jackson guaranteed money. Me and Cody were talking about it in pregame or pre-show, right, uh, in our little uh, pre-show chat. It makes no sense for the Ravens to do that, right, because the Ravens are going to come out on top in one way or another here. Either they're going to get Lamar Jackson or they're getting two first-round draft picks from somebody, right? They want, they, they want this to work. They want Lamar Jackson to either negotiate or not, right? And it's not a matter of not wanting to pay him the guaranteed money. They win either way, and another team is going to be worse for it. In one way or another, another team is going to be worse for it. Um, and so I just I'm not prepared to to put that type of an offer down and give away two first round draft picks for a guy um who, and let's be real about it, I'm not even gonna say his injury history now, but the history of mobile quarterbacks in the NFL does not uh bode well for the you know the the longevity of his career tell me that i'm wrong in the chat and tell me what quarterback had a really long career and uh tell me more than just one or two or three right because it's got to be a a pattern otherwise it's an exception and you can't bank on the exception at this point in time well and also like uh i I won't be long tony i'll pass the mic to you white chocolate espresso he was in uh, uh twitter spaces earlier and he was trying to make some very sensible points and of course everybody shamed him all up and down but he was trying to say Lamar has missed uh he's only played 12 games the 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 past two years in a row so that's a reason to give people some trepidation he has a one in three record in the playoffs and on top of that you're asking for all the guaranteed money like literally the most guaranteed money that a quarterback has ever asked for. You, you know, I, I just think it's a little off base to say, oh, this is definitely a concerted effort behind all the owners. I, I really don't even believe that because you're going to tell me that Atlanta, that like, you know, if, if they had, uh, you know, let's say they wanted to give up three first round picks, like they easily could and they would to get Lamar Jackson. But what the, you know, every owner just came together and said, nah. No one's going to pay him. I mean, maybe, listen, I, I I certainly don't know what goes on behind closed doors, 
But I just think that there's a lot more to this situation that isn't being discussed, specifically around Lamar not having an agent. You know, Bobby Wagner uh, uh, a couple of years ago didn't have an agent. He made a deal for himself. But quarterback Okung, is a lot different. Okung, Okung represented himself. Yeah. And I think he got a fully uh, guaranteed contract when he signed with the Chargers. Somebody but needs to look that up. Is what, like, the difference here is that we're talking about the most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. Okay. And that is, that's where I think the discussion has to be held here. You cannot, again, this, this idea that people are going to be using, he, he was already guaranteed by, by the Ravens. They had given him an offer. And this is something that, that Lamar himself had confirmed. He was already given an offer that had him more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray was right. You cannot, you just cannot use the Deshaun Watson situation. Number one, again, the idea of the mobile quarterback in the NFL. It's not saying that he can't be successful, but the idea that he, if you want to compare apples to apples, Lamar Jackson, for the for what he is, is going to be considered a top 10 quarterback with his athleticism, right? That's not going to last for the next five years, right? Let's be real about it. We see that decline happen pretty quickly after about eight, nine years in the league, right? Doesn't mean he's not going to be athletic, but you're going to start to see him not be the most freak athlete on the on the field. It's just the reality of of time itself and how it works. That part out of the equation, that means he's not a top, he is not a top ten quarterback in the league as far as like from a pure passer. He's a good quarterback, but he's not a top ten quarterback. And so those are the quarterbacks that tend to last a lot longer in this league. Uh, and like a Mahomes, like a Jalen Hurst very well could be that way. But again, he's got that mobility to him that could cause him to have a shorter career. Uh, I don't know that it's worth putting that type of guarantee and paying two first round draft picks. If, if, if it were a scenario where they didn't franchise tag him and then he was going to come to the Panthers. Sure. Let's go ahead and do that. But you guys are talking about paying him the biggest contract in the history of the NFL and giving away two first round draft picks on top of that. Like, I just, it's not logical. I got a lot to say about this uh, or some (laughs) insight, but I want to give shout outs to uh, some people who are supporting the podcast. P-Dubs with a $20 love bomb said C3 is the best Panther community around my favorite podcast, period. We thank you for your support. And we got Coach P with five euros. I believe that's euros. Trade up F Lamar and his injuries. Sim pick 939. One fourth, a twenty-four, uh, a twenty-four number one and twenty-five for the number one pick in CJ Stroud. Bet the farm on CJ Stroud. There, we thank you for your support. All the people in the chat uh, appreciate your comments that we uh, are continuing to cycle through. Call into the show at two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. I'm fascinated by this story with Lamar Jackson. One is this is it's collusion, but it's not legal collusion. It's not criminal collusion, right? right. It is it's market manipulation. Um, and in a way that here is the thing is that it's actually not Lamar Jackson. And I would argue not even the unprecedented amount of money. I think it is the giving of a fully guaranteed contract. Um, just in general is a threat to the ownership of the NFL, a couple of reasons. One, we could point to the escrow account. They got to put all that money. It ties these guys up. Some of these owners would have trouble just doing this 
<laughs> and in that is some people want to alter the rule and different things. But regardless, that's one aspect. That's short term. I think part of it has to do with the 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 actual position too that it's a quarterback position because they have so much leverage and importance to your team already that also it's like the 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 NFL owners know if they go and give a superstar a fully guaranteed deal like that that here's the what would happen think of like the kind of fast forward this in 3 years fast forward this uh, to year 3 and Lamar Jackson is great. He's been slaying it. You think as every new quarterback has signed a deal, signed a deal, signed a deal, and now has leapfrogged him in three years for yearly earnings? You remember Aaron Rodgers had a clause in his contract or at least advocated for one that every time a quarterback got paid more than him they got to renegotiate like uh so i think this is that if you're lamar you can sit out too by that point in fact that might i wonder what the guaranteed money is if you sit out like do you have to forfeit those do you only forfeit your salary and it gives you a it's a it's a you if i was lamar and i was really good i would say hey like let's talk so not only are you paying the bag in an unprecedented way, you're also setting yourself, in, if it works out, to like continue to be right. ransomed in a way, um, where at least give, it gives him the control, more control in the negotiating part. The other thing, too, is this, is that what if he gets hurt? You still got to pay him anyway. That's why he wants the deal. So what this does is this creates a precedent for the NFL that would equal long-term the owners lessening control of the negotiation yeah. part. It might, they might not lose all the leverage, but they're losing some aspect of it. Sure. The other thing I wanted to mention is I think the reason Lamar, I think it's brilliant for Lamar not to have this agent. I know people are saying this is look, it's all, Lamar is kind of should be viewed as like a revolutionary sack. Like he's like, could be a sacrifice for player rights. And if this works, it was, it's going to take something like him and somebody like an outsider to get this deal done because an agent will say, this is Lamar. This is getting risky. There's a $200 million on the table here. And that agent also knows that he's going to have a relationship with that team. Like if that agent is a super dick in 10 years from now, he's going to have a worse relationship with people who are in the league far past Lamar Jackson. So like, uh, I think an agent is that this might not be the wisest move, but it definitely is the move that you have to make. I think if you're really going to break the mold, and that's what Lamar Jackson's trying to do. So it's kind of like, who do you want to champion in this moment? Do you want to champion the players, you know, go into more of like NBA type models or, you know, MLB? Like it's going to be a league that moves in that direction. Or are you cheering for kind of the parody that exists in the NFL because we're able to slightly abuse these players because you're the billionaire who has the leverage right so you do want to give up leverage and i would say 
I don't know what the best answer is and what would make for the best product for me. Um, but this would be, a, I don't think the owners are together. Legal collusion means they have made for, for like agreements, tech, like right. they have spoken. I bet you if they just have said, and they've said this for the last 20 years, is guaranteed contracts are not good for the ownership. So that's not new. So, I mean, that's why they're all saying it. It's like, oh, I heard he went fully guaranteed. We don't want it. Why would they? Right. right. So it, do you think that this is just, okay, so do you think that it's collusion or this is just common knowledge? That the NFL owners, like they didn't even have to call one another. It's like, oh, you right. want that's what I'm what? saying. Yeah, it's the latter. Yeah, it's exactly. the latter. It's because the guaranteed deal. And and the owners know this too, is because they are ultimately, strangely in this case, the consumer, because they're the one that's buying the product. They're right. buying the player, the contract. What's the only way to really fight inflation? You can mess with the interest rates with the Fed, but that only helps bid big ticket items. The only way to really truly lower prices for the long term is to reduce consumption and they see like is like this is only just going to add to the inflationary spiral and they're oh. trying in some ways i feel like deflate player contracts rather than letting them get bloatier let me ask you a question <clears throat> how many fully guaranteed contracts have been signed by quarterbacks in the nfl cousins had a two-year one was it yeah was it fully guaranteed? I'm yeah, pretty sure but that it was wasn't... short. It was short. It was two years. But he said Four, this. Okay. He bet on himself. And that's the other thing is that what happens if he gets to the five years? Well, here's, you know? here's, my, here's where I'm, my point is going to be. Number one, a contract like Deshaun's. Let, let's maybe go about it this way. How many times has a quarterback reset a market and had it fully guaranteed? <sighs> I mean, I think they've built in the franchise tag to prevent them from doing that. Like, but, it's right. like, I think that's the whole thing is that it, Deshaun Watson. Right. That'd be the only Deshaun time. Watson, right. Kirk Cousins. And I mean, Kirk Cousins was getting paid more than Aaron Rodgers in those, I think, in those years. But those are the yeah, only was, fully guaranteed ones I know, other than like maybe one year deals for vets or something that are so smaller. Can you say that collusion is something that is happening if it's, shown history that the NFL owners do not pay out guaranteed contracts. Right. Like if that's a if that is a proven history of the NFL, you cannot make an argument of collusion. You can say you can make an argument of it should be guaranteed contracts that they give out. They should be willing to pay Lamar, but you cannot say collusion. Like you well, cannot put that but in this collusion is what in general, me, Cody is uh, here just is, is it's yeah. collusion. It's general collusion. But it's not legal collusion against the rules. If you look at the rule book, what it says is that they can't organize against a single player. In this case, it feels like that's what they're doing. But I think the owners are truly trying to organize against guaranteed contracts. And they don't need to ask each other. They're like, hey, we all know this is bad for us and good for the players. This is what I'll say, just to kind of play devil's advocate, right? Like, uh, listen. I don't know for a fact that they're not colluding against Lamar. I don't know that because I can't know that. Truly, none of us can actually 100% know that. But at the same time, I just feel like there are so many people that are so completely dismissive of all of the other factors that go into this conversation that are completely relevant. 
that he's also about, a risky that, player. You're right. right. That talk about his health, that talk about the games played over the last two years, that talk about his record in the playoffs, and, and then talk right. about the amount of guaranteed money that he wants. You know, it's like to me, those are also important factors in talking about this. Again, do I know personally if they colluded, if they colluded? No. How the hell would I know? But based on what I'm looking at and what CK and Antonio were saying, it's like the NFL, especially in comparison with the NBA and MLB, like they're, they're not down for the guaranteed contract. That's not their thing, bro. Yeah, and I think they're going to let hell ice over before they let that become the commonplace. So I do understand how it's now a war of Lamar Jackson and the NFLPA literally battling and fighting tooth for nail to try and get guaranteed money in the NFL amongst these contracts and literally a group of 32 owners that are like, mm, that yeah, don't, it nah, doesn't benefit them. That. It just doesn't yeah. benefit them. And the thing, that's why I think not having an agent is the only way for Lamar actually to pull this off is because an agent is going to say, man, like, look, they have a point that you have not been available the whole time. Right. So it's like inherently risky, even and on its own. And then, and then that it's also going against everything that they kind of personally that will benefit the NFL. So it's a very interesting and fascinating saga. The, the, we probably the point should, that you, you bring yeah. up, Tony, that I think is something that I hadn't even really thought about is the idea that if he's setting the precedent now that he wants that type of money. Like when somebody else gets paid more, is he going to be that person who is saying, "Well, I deserve to get paid," but he's getting well, paid? Aaron Rodgers became that Aaron guy. Rodgers did right. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Aaron Rodgers has done a lot more miraculous things, right? In, in his entirety of career, right? It's not fair to compare the two because Lamar hasn't had an opportunity to have a career like uh, like Aaron Rodgers has. However, uh, that that is something that you could see take place. I think that he's a great quarterback, and I would love to have have him as a Carolina Panther. I just don't want to have him as a Carolina Panther and pay him that type of money and give away two first-round draft picks. I think that's just absolutely unreasonable. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. Unreason unreasonable. It's it's really not a reasonable thing to ask uh, a, a friend. To let me let me put it this way: to say that you should that the owners are almost required to go after these guys and pay them this type of money is the thing that I'm not prepared to say, right? These guys can make the choice they want, right? If, if, if Lamar Jackson is not on the, if, if that's not on the agenda for them, if these guys have fallen in love with these guys in the draft, why not go after a guy who isn't going to cost you 240 million guaranteed right out of the gate, right? Go after a guy who's who you believe in, in the draft that, that is going to, you might have to give up some draft capital but you're not going to have to pay that guaranteed contract to him. I want to, I'm going to play the next call. And as you listen to the call, I also want you to think about one question for me. And that is whether this is all of those things that we just talked about or not, <laughs> would you want the Panthers to do it? Should the Panthers do it? And what would it do to the Panthers? Like immediately and in the long term, kind of should the Panthers do this? And I think that's the way to really answer is whether or not this is fair or not. I don't know if we can really control or even, you know, figure out. But you can ask this is, do you think it would be good for the Panthers to do what he's asking? 
So let's go to the next call, 252-228-5098. Hey, yo, it's your boy, Juan Condi. I just want to say the King of Panthers. I think we already this- heard that one. Here we go. Hey, Cody, Tony, and uh, The Voice. Um, I think we should go get Lamar for two first rounds, and then we just got to pay him. The Ravens ain't going to match it, and the man has the money. We have cap space. I mean, we could trade Burns, maybe, free up some space, and then we're getting good. And we can draft some beat, and then this is where Fitterer makes his money at. This is where Fitterer makes his money. Just has to go draft good, and we'll be all right. We can pay them. We can pay him. I think he brings up a good point. Is like while we get the anxiety that comes with this, is like really in the reality of things, are we just kind of scared to make a big picture, big ticket purchase? And yeah, you give up the first round picks, but you have a guy that you can add pieces around and immediately try to be the top dog in your division and a contender year in and year out if he's healthy uh, for the playoffs. And is it more, does it cost more for us to actually trade up to one than it would for us to act to acquire Lamar? Jackson? Yeah. On that, on that front, I would say yes, just because it's uh, with the type of tag that they put on them, it's two first round picks. So if you know, you might be looking at three first round picks, for the Panthers to be able to move up in the draft. So, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, probably a little more, but overall the amount of money that we would be giving to Lamar, no, nah, that would be far more expensive, you know? So and you by the way, the money I, in the hand right now would be more costly to the organization. Yeah, than- and by the way, uh, right now the Browns, I mean, people are putting this out today. I can find the tweet. They have, multiple different ways that Deshaun and them agreed upon that they put in the contract that allows them to restructure to be able to sign more players. He has something like a $54 million cap hit guaranteed every year going forward. And they're already, well, that means the only way to restructure, the only way to restructure is to just move the money to different years. So that really is that just uh, basically puts them on the treadmill of what the, the saints are. You know, I mean, it's like that's how they operate. They operate on that. Just keep moving money around from credit card to credit card and uh, make your payments and you'll be fine as long as you don't get sick. Right. Um, Let's go with one more call. What's up, C3? It's Tyler here. It's been a minute since I've uh, called. Uh, Life's been crazy. Uh, Business and all this stuff. business. So I've been away from you guys for a few weeks. So. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, been catching up on YouTube to catch up on things that you guys are doing on there. So I appreciate all the content. Uh, but um, got you on Twitter and saw that you guys are going to be on today and uh, just leaving work. So I wanted to catch you guys, say hello. Um, but so I haven't really listened to what you guys uh, want to do or hope we do or don't want to, don't want the Panthers to do. Uh, but just kind of give you my sense of what I would like us to do, what I'm okay with us doing. And, uh, uh, what I don't want us to do. So okay. ideally, I want to. I want CJ Stroud. I've been ever since um, 
uh, the end of the year for the Panthers, the last season, I've been wanting CJ Stroud. Just watching his tape, watching his games, I really think the guy is going to be Joe Burrow. I really do. I think Bryce Young can be a Drew Brees, um, and I really think Bryce Young is going to be successful as long as he doesn't get injured. I think it's not about if he's going to be successful, it's just can he stay healthy. Now, us moving up in the draft, I'm okay with it as long as it's one of those players, preferably C.J. Stroud. But if it's, I, but I also believe that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are going to be picked one and two. Okay, I really do. And I if that's so, the too. case, if they picked up one and two, I don't want us uh, moving up in the draft for, uh, for pick number three or pick number five to pick up Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I don't think that they're worth trading that as the assets to go get a guy like that. Now, people get overhyped after the combine and they forget what they see on tape. And then they're like, well, let's go get this guy. This guy could be, this guy's like a Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. You know, like, I'm okay with us doing it if the, if the coaching staff and they really have a strong conviction on a guy. I'm not the one doing this full time, right? I'm not going to pretend that I do. Off of tape and watching, can Anthony Richardson be the guy? Yeah, he could. Could Will Levis be the guy? Eh, maybe he could. But is it worth trading multiple ones for a guy that could? I really, truly believe that CJ Stroud is. So I'm okay with Great. just giving up a three and another pick because if if you have a J, let's just say uh, a Shaq Thompson, a uh, JC Horn, and Derek Brown, would you rather have those guys or would you have Joe Burrow? I'd rather have Joe Burrow. So. That's my two cents on it. Hope you guys have a good good night. Good talking to you guys. Uh, I look forward to keep uh, listening to you uh, throughout the offseason. Have a good one. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Fantastic call, man. Dude, I echo so many of the same sentiments about CJ Stroud. Listen, I pretty much resigned myself to the fact that if the Panthers are going to move up, dude, it's going to be crazy expensive. It just is. That's just the nature of it, man. Like, uh, especially knowing how many quarterback needy teams are in front of us. Like, there's just almost no way possible now that the Panthers are going to have one of their preferred quarterbacks fall to them. Like, if you draft Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, it's a project. You have to get them ready and prepared to make NFL timing and accurate throws throwing with better touch. They both have arm talent. And when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So they'll throw fast balls at times when it's just not necessary. Whereas Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, as of right now, seem like much more developed throwers of the football. So yeah, I I agree with you. I do think they're going to have to go to either one or two to get their preferred guy. Um, and, and yeah, that's going to be really expensive. None of the options right now for the Carolina Panthers to get their quarterback are cheap. Literally none of them. And if you do, everyone's going to be pissed off at this football team. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to you know, entertain just Sam Darnold and Matt Corral next year. Even though I think Matt Corral could be a damn good quarterback. I'll spare you on my diatribe. You know, the Panthers have to do something to really upgrade the quarterback position this year. And it's going to be expensive. 
That's just flat out. Lamar is going to be expensive. If that's the way that we went, which it doesn't look like we are. The draft is going to be expensive. But I, I do agree with you. If I'm going to have to give up that amount of draft capital, yeah, it's going to be for C.J. Stroud. I think if we got C.J. Stroud, I would have the most future optimism. Like uh, like I'm investing in the stock market, right? It's just going to go up every year. It's like, oh, it might not be a bonanza each week or each year, but our investment in five years should be worth more than it is today. Right. Uh, there would be some anxiety that accompanied how much you'd have to give to get that number one pick. So that would also be like, man, this actually, I did have to, this is a blue chip stock. It better work. I hope this isn't GE. Right. Um, and then what I would say is Lamar would give me the most immediate excitement and expectation. And I think he would actually be cheaper for the Panthers if it didn't, uh, if it worked in the end. I know that's kind of strange is that um, it would have to just hit home run with him. But there is the anxiety that accompanies that he could potentially face some injuries. I think wonder if that narrative is being before. Are we forgetting that he kind of almost some people question if he intentionally sat out some of those games, like feigned his illness a little bit, his injury and just said, man, I'm not ready to come back and risk it on top of that, where I'm already at. Lamar. Oh, Lamar. Remember, because he there was some there was some discussion about whether he could go. And he was like, look, we're not in the playoffs. You know, it's like, I'm not yeah. getting paid. My ankle hurts. I'm not sucking it up. There was some question. I don't yeah. know what the right answer to the thing is, but then that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, CK, is that he is willing uh, to advocate for himself. Right. And you know what? I don't want to be critical of somebody that advocates. I mean, he should be advocating for himself. But then you have that kind of that thing that comes with it. I think the one that I would be... I think I would be the least happy with having to settle for a well Levis and not knowing if I should believe in him or having the anxiety of, I hope this Richardson guy is Lamar in two years. Yeah. I, here's, here's the, the last thing I'll say uh, with regard to the Lamar thing, you know, I completely get betting on yourself. I really do. I 100% understand that. I also understand an agent's job is to give you a, a realistic viewpoint of what to expect. And I think that the idea that not having an agent and asking for a fully guaranteed contract with not having the ability for the team to have any negotiations from a clause perspective or any of this things that we don't know aren't the case or are the case. It's going to make this next to impossible for any team that like that. You've got to keep in mind, this isn't as simple as pay Lamar his money. It's pay Lamar his money. He doesn't have an agent. He's out there. He's wanting, like, what Lamar wants to have happen, and it just can't happen. Like, at least this is what I gather from the circumstances. Lamar wants to sign a contract that says, we're going to pay you this much money, and that is it. He wants it to be a one-line contract. Yeah. You just don't do that in in the NFL. Like, well, you don't do clauses. that because you don't want to do that, right. right? And that's he's trying to break the system. It's actually like it's just it's just crazy because he does have those kind of 
the wild card aspect of his game being reliant on not reliant, but what makes him special is the super athleticism. And that also makes him inherently a little bit more risky. It's like why insurance on a sports car is more than insurance on a Toyota Corolla. Sure. Right. And uh, so that, so he has that accompanying thing there, but that's exactly what he wants. He wants the one. And I think that that's the thing is the agent, like it's, it is collusion, but it's a systematic collusion. It's like the the agents are going to benefit. They who they're going to make more money off of in the next ten years, Lamar or the NFL. So they have a vested interest to be. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of it that way. They, I mean, they but, say they want to put their clients' interests first, no, and entirely. But I can't believe that you that you do that in a like a, a Sherman type way where you have to scorch. It's like scorch earth policy to get the most every time. Right. Like you've I gotta, would be like, Oh God, I got to deal with this fucking agent again. You've got to keep in mind. Like, I think you're looking at it a little backwards on that though, Tony, like the agents make their money off of the players. Now the, the NFL, like he needs to stay in the NFL realm of things, but he, he wants to make his money off of showing that he can get his clients paid and that's going to bring him more clients in the future. It's not the NFL bringing him more clients. It's his his reputation of getting the highest dollar out of the uh, out of the NFL and out of these own, like. So I don't think that his relationship with the NFL has anything to do with it. But doesn't honestly, him having a positive relationship with all a bunch of different teams help all of his mid level clients more? Right? Maybe Is that, a little of bit, course, but, like you can do that with. I can get you this, but. Like, hey, man, I'm representing Damian Wilson or whatever that guy that just got cut for the Carolina Panthers. I know three or four teams that I've worked with in the past. We've been able to hash out some pretty friendly deals for them and helpful to the player. I can get you a job. I think that, they're, you know what, the agents are looking out for the agents. The owners are looking for, out for the owners. And Lamar is looking out for Lamar. And you know what? I mean, everybody else does it. I hope it can works get- for him. Can I give y'all my final prediction? I don't think we're, we're going to be done talking about this shit anytime soon. It, it, it doesn't want surprise him. I me. I kind of want him. I would be, I would be it, like, let's roll. It doesn't surprise me if we're talking about a Lamar Jackson holdout with the Ravens next year. Oh, I agree. I uh, agree. I think, I think you're 100% right on that. And I could, I, I think what's going to be interesting is whatever. Um, the only thing that teams are going to be willing to pay, you know, in my opinion, uh, Lamar Jackson are going to be what the Ravens have already offered him. And even if they go slightly above that, I think the Ravens will match it. I don't think what, if I had to put my, if I'm being honest with you, Say it the one more Ravens, time. if, if the, cause the whole way that this thing works with the non-exclusive tender is the Ravens have the right to basically first right to refuse, right? He's got the t- tag number. If a team wants to come in and negotiate uh, and they are able to make an offer to Lamar that he would like to accept, he has to bring that back to the Ravens and the Ravens have to say yes or no to that. If they say no to that, that they, then the other team has to now pay Lamar Jackson that contract and give away two first round draft picks, right? So my point being is there's not a team that's going to give Lamar Jackson everything he's asking for, right? 
it's like it's just not it, again the, the browns brilliant were, by the ravens to be honest right that's what i was telling uh, cody i said at the end of the day the ravens are playing chess when lamar jackson unfortunately is playing checkers or they're just playing the game the best they can and lamar's trying to play it the best he can but exactly well my point being is like they know number one that now we've got all these reports that these teams aren't interested well now we know that they're softening them up they're attacking the soft underbelly lamar isn't going to get the money that he thinks he was going to get on the free market like that's where he was thinking his money was going to come from is like the Ravens are going to pay me because they don't want me hitting the market because somebody will pay me this money, right? Nobody is doing that, right? And so that value for Lamar is starting to really trickle down. Like his value. Because they're still mad is, at the Browns for doing it. Exactly. The Browns, you cannot use that. The only team that would have paid him the money that they're talking about is the Browns. And they just did that already. Well, they, they made able every to owner mad with that right. deal. And, and it's just not reasonable. Like the Ravens. Well, it's reasonable. Can, it's just like it's reasonable. It's just that it's just they don't want it to work like that. <laughs> I don't know if it's reasonable. Like I mean, I, I listen. I know other other things. Other uh, MLB and the MLB makes dude. They pay fully guaranteed contracts, and they're like crazy. They're like four hundred right. million over, but they are like ten how, years and stuff. But and and how many how many players are on their team? Well, uh, nine. I mean, what? Yeah, nine. I mean, nine in the back. How many right? are on the NFL squad? A lot more. <laughs> right. Like, we're not talking about, it's not apples to apples. Everybody wants to compare different sports to, to the other sports. It's not that way. We don't live in that world. The NFL is a completely different so what you're different saying is entirely. you should encourage your kids to play basketball or, or baseball. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that means you have less chance to make it on those teams because there's only 10 people on a basketball squad, right? There's 53 people on an NFL squad. You have a better shot of making it to the NFL, in my opinion, if you have a body type. Just be a kicker, like, folks. Just have the balls to be a kicker. Go go punt. Go yeah, be a place right. kicker or a placeholder. Whatever you need to do, like, just avoid the hits as much as possible. Um, but, no, I just, I, again, I, I, I love Lamar. I, I want him to get paid. I really do. I'm just not, as a Panthers fan, I'm, I'm not prepared to give him the contract that he's wanting um, and pay the draft capital we're talking about because that's going to, I'll be honest with you guys, the reality of what we're dealing with right now is something that I was telling Cody. I don't recall, and again, you guys can point me out if I'm wrong, I don't personally rec- recall any team trading, number one, let's be honest, trading up in the draft and giving away multiple first-round picks and being a better team overall. I don't know that I've seen a team trade multiple draft picks for a guy what's that would the bills do it well for allen yeah no, but he they, wasn't they a top traded, yeah he wasn't a top five i'm not i'm talking about like trading like multiple years of like three years of first round draft picks up to get to like number one right no team has ever done that and come away feeling Who was better. the last team that moved to well, remember when the Rams in Philadelphia that was the year Jared Goff went number one and Carson Wentz number two? Yeah, Philly gave but, up a lot to get the two, yeah. And I forget where the Rams were picking, but the Rams move up to number one 
and they picked Jared Goff number one. Oh, they moved to one. The Rams, yeah, did? The, yeah. The Rams moved. What did they to give away? One. I can't remember what they had given away for Goff. I would have to look it up. I know the Tennessee Titans. Here, go were ahead and look. Number one, and in the early mock drafts, they thought that Laramie Tunsil was going to the Titans. But here's here's my question. Here's my point with this: the Rams moved up. They made a Super Bowl. Do you feel like they were better because Goff was their guy? Do you feel like they would have been better off not to give it away? However, I don't even know how many first round draft picks they had given away. Who did um, they have before? I don't know. See, that's tough though, because they did go to the Super Bowl. It didn't cripple Goff. them. It didn't yeah, cripple did, them at the very they, least. They they they've been a they've been a bigger they uh, made it to a Super Bowl and they've they, been a contender in the aftermath. Them. Yeah, yeah they've so contended was, more than us. I mean, listen, that that's what kind of what you were saying earlier. Or earlier, Tony, everything is anxiety inducing because yeah. nothing, <laughs> not, not, nothing is easy to do. If you're going to trade draft picks, okay, that's Risk. a lot of draft yeah. picks that you're going to be trading up. Um, and then if you know, if you don't do it again, it's it's for Lamar, which is another crazy, which has crazy risks. And uh, I do yeah. want to mention this is that, uh, and Greg, this is uh this was inspired by Greg, but one of the emojis you get uh, by becoming a C three super fan is the tinfoil hat emoji. And so if you think it's collusion, use your new emoji, the tinfoil hat, uh, and let us know. And CK, we gotta welcome in a new member Ooh. for just a dollar ninety-nine a month. You can help uh support the podcast. And one of the things that you can do is to make this even more fun about the community. A lot of people I've even bought gift memberships for other people just to continue to grow the C3 family. And this is a small way that you can continue to help us uh, keep going each and every week. CK, welcome in, Maddie. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of C3 fandom, we have a new member of the Super Fan Club, and that is Maddie316. He said, I want to be here to support C3. I want to be a part of this exclusive club. But we have one thing to say to you. Welcome to the club. Nice, nice. Go ahead and subscribe. We just hit over 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are a steady trudger like the S&P over time. 2%, 2%, 2%. We've had a great, uh, we had a great 2022, and we expect to continue that momentum this year in 2023. We added 1,900 subscribers in 2022. So thank you guys for being a part of building this community, this friendship. Let's go to the next call. What's up, guys? This is Chase from Anderson. Hello, Chase. A brief uh, talk about the quarterback options that everybody else is talking about as well. I think the really only option is to move up and get C.J. Stroud, which is choice A, or Bryce Young, which is choice B. Um, to me, Anthony Richardson is, he's watching his film and his, seeing his, uh, stats, man. He's, he looks like PJ Walker to me. He just looks like a bigger, more athletic PJ Walker. I mean, I watched the guy play. It's, oh, I, I wish he played tight end or some other position with his athleticism. To me, uh, Will Levis, he's, he screams Sam Darnold. His film, his play, it, it is scream Sam Donald to me. Um, I don't want to hear this Lamar Jackson talk. Uh, to get him, you're going to have to give up two first-round picks, which 
Baltimore is going to turn around and use what you give them to move up to get uh, a quarterback. So why not just do the same thing, use the same assets to trade up to get C.J. Stroud? Um, plus, the uh, his uh, contract is going to cost. You can say goodbye to Brian Burns and uh, Horn and D.J. Moore. And uh, Cody, with uh, Matt Corral, he was a third-round pick in a terrible, weak-ass quarterback uh, class. Uh, plus his injury history. Um, yeah, he's got a nice throwing motion. He's got that for him. But, man, he just looked awful in preseason. And don't say, well, he was landing with the four or fives. Yeah, but he was also playing against the fourth and fifth string or practice squad where the uh, guys were against the teams he played in. Yeah, so do what it takes. No more kicking the quarterback can down the road. Let's do it. Let's trade up to one or three and go get C.J. Stroud. Let's do it. Listen, I I, I feel, Cody, I know you got to respond to this, but you said that's the same old tired argument. But that's the argument you're making too, right? It's the same old tired no, argument. Not. You're saying no, you, when when, no, when Matt Corral saying, did, no, when I'm he, saying if you look at Matt Corral and and you actually go and look at what he did in the preseason, even most of the incompletions, they were in they were to the right guy. They were either dropped or the timing was not on the right path between either the receiver or Matt Corral. No, dude. It's like if, if everybody wants to put uh, Matt Corral being on the fourth and fifth string. Like he looked terrible. Like he was like the worst quarterback that you've ever seen last year. It's such a false equivalency. None of you have seen anything from Matt Corral. If people are excited, if people are excited for a quarterback this year, fine. That's one thing. And you're right. This coaching staff has no connections to Matt Corral. But no one has seen anything from Matt Corral. And, uh, you know, the, a scout's assumption on what the quarterback class was last year has no bearing on whether or not any of these dudes can actually be successful in the NFL. His numbers in the SEC were better than Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. And I'm sorry, that doesn't just matter for nothing. Sure. But and that's, and that's not diet. the argument that right. I think is important here. Right. The argument is that he was saying that he looked bad in the preseason. Right. Can we agree? I know you want to make this. I, I went back and watched all that same stuff. And Matt Corral did not look good. And the, when the you first when, game when, was too fast. You remember the, the first game, it seemed like good. it was like, holy shit, this is a jump. And then in the second game that he got hurt, he looked a little bit better before he got hurt. I want to say. Well, no, I mean, he, he looked was like it that? He, is that how it went. I can't know. It was it was it, there wasn't a lot of positives about his like there were some throws that were OK, but for the most part, it was it was a dumpster fire. You're making of, it sound like he was just completely inaccurate. He was, was Cody. It was. You had to like he was missing the mark 100 percent. Right, let's see. What like like, like looking at all of Listen, there was a lot of incompletions. But what I'm saying is, is it's lazy evaluation from from anyone, absolutely anyone, to say that it's only on Matt Corral and it's not on 
the, a combination of issues like sure. timing, getting on the same page as your receivers, making sure that the receivers know when the ball is coming to them, when they're supposed to break. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Matt looked great, but it, there was not a scenario for Matt to even look great last year. Like, making it seem like it was all Matt Corral, and that's why he didn't make any plays was just because of Matt, it, it's disingenuous. Like, well, that's not what happened. Keep in mind, there's nobody who's saying that everything falls on him. I've been plenty willing to give uh, the benefit of the doubt to quarterbacks. My entire argument uh, when it comes to Matt Corral is he did not look ready for the NFL in that moment, right? It doesn't mean it can't be better. I want him to work out. I want if if we cannot draft a quarterback because Matt Corral was the guy, I'm all for that. If he turns out to be that guy, but what I don't want to do is hitch my wagon to a guy who hasn't really shown even in the in the short time that he had in the preseason. I, I just don't know that I saw. Yeah, but we're already past that. Remember, now because like literally, I'm not even saying to not draft a quarterback. Right. Right. Well, here's, you know here's what, I mean? like, what I'll say. I, all right, look. Like, uh, well, I want to throw this out there first real quick, Tony. This isn't even just about the preseason. I remember very distinctly uh, during that fan fest, we went to that that whole show, and one of the things afterwards, we did our show, we talked about it. I made the, you know, I told everybody my feelings about what I saw from Matt Corral. In literal practice, It did. he didn't look accurate. He was not throwing the, the ball very well. Like and, and that's in comparison to Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. He looked he was all over the place, um, and and that was something that I saw in the middle of practice. I just I I've seen that, and now we see it happening. Uh, you know, it, at least we saw that happen in the preseason. I'm just not prepared to say that I see anything in him that's special yet. <laughs> I don't want to get lost in the Matt Corral um, discussion too much because I like the caller so much on his other points, right? right? Whether I don't want that to overshadow what I think is right. is like, I do think I would feel best if we go up to number one, I think the pick should be CJ Stroud. I think he's right with that order of Stroud young, right? That's what I would do. That would create, those would be the ones I would be most happy with in that order. Um, I will say with uh, the other thing is with Matt Corral is I think you both are right. Cody in some ways is that, he didn't show any, uh, he didn't prove that he wasn't a good quarterback, but he also didn't prove that he was right. right. so sure. like, is at the end of the day is that they're both right is yeah. Is that he, the argument that he went with the fours on offense holds water. It's like, it was in a bad situation, you know, right. difficult circumstances, no, but also no the one that game. you're playing the fours holds water too. So both, are accurate. He went one for nine in his first game. He went, I was, I was kind of right. It's like a one for nine. Then he went nine for 15 with 58 yards, really just very conservative dumping it off in game two. Yeah. Game three. Did he play? Oh, he got hurt in the, uh, in the, and by the game. way, the first, I believe it was either the first or the second game that he played. He throws a deep bomb down the sideline towards the front, right pylon to a receiver. And the receiver, of course, drops it. But you just know, like, if that's Terrace Marshall Jr., 
or DJ Moore, oh, they're going stop. up and snagging that bitch. No, and if it was Shy Smith, it would have been it would have been ten touchdowns. No one said Shy Smith. I'm saying sometimes you see a good fucking pass with your own eyes when you see one, and I saw a lot of them from Matt Corral. I'm also not saying that anyone should look at Matt Corral what he did last season and say, "Oh yeah, that's the guy." Not my argument at all. I'm saying Matt Corral was not put in the situation to look good, even if he had an abundance of talent. So anyone wanting to judge him based off of his draft stock of where he was drafted or a very small sample size of preseason games and then pretend like you can close the book on Matt Corral, that's some bullshit. That's all I'm saying. Next call. Hey, guys. It's the girl that makes him howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther. And y'all got me started on Lamar Jackson. Look, there's a reason why last year when the schedule came out and I found out that Baltimore was on it, there's a reason why I told my dad, hey, dad, we got to get to Baltimore because Lamar Jackson is not going to be there by the next time the Panthers play in that stadium. And in addition to the fact that I was going to use going to the game in Baltimore as an excuse to visit Washington, D.C., I told him that because Lamar Jackson plays like Cam Newton. And Cam Newton lasted, didn't even last a decade. He didn't last, what, Cam Newton lasted from 2011 to 2018. Well, no, he only played 2011 to 2017, his full season. He played some in 2018, and I'm not going to count the bullshit in 2019 because, honestly, that last game of Cam Newton in 2019 was so bad that when they were showing a rerun of it at Bonefish Grill the following year, I wanted to haul off and shatter the TV into smithereens because how fucking dare they show that shit. But, yeah. Lamar Jackson has not been there when it has counted the most. Okay, Lamar Jackson is great when the games don't matter. I mean, I suppose they all matter in theory, but we all know that. We're not dumb. But he is not there when one game, when one loss sends you home. It's not that he's not good. He's not available. Why would you pay top-tier money to a guy who's not going to be able to help you in the playoffs? Who's not going to be able to take you all the way there? So uh, that is my thing, and every every loser nowadays wants to claim collusion because, oh, that's popular now, I guess. I get it, but no, the reason Lamar Jackson didn't get paid is because he's injury-prone. If he had not had the injury history that he has, if he had not been consistently injured during the postseason, he would have gotten something close to what he was asking for. Anyway, guys. Oh, he got cut off. You know he's going to call back in. Look, uh, we're going to go yeah. straight to the next call. I think this is going to be the opposite perspective. 
Yo, what is up, C3? What's up, Anthony? Anthony from Charlotte. Uh, been a crazy day uh, with NFL news and shit like that. First, I want to say that Sheena Quick's uh, Twitter spaces are so toxic, man. Like, I'll go on there, speak no, my truth, and then dip because it is just crazy with the amount of opinionated people there are in there just going after your head. And I know uh, some of the C3 boys know what I'm talking about. Long story yeah. short, I want to talk about, obviously, the crop of the crop, the main story, Lamar Jackson. Now, we've seen Tepper go, try to go after quarterbacks year after year. The problem with this whole thing is, is that Deshaun Epstein fucked this all up. The NFLPA and the owners all got together. It's so obvious. And they said, hey... If Lamar Jackson is non-exclusively franchise tag, let's just not show interest because we are not trying to pay him that kind of money. And it sucks because Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is a top seven quarterback. He's in the elite category. He deserves to be paid with the no offensive support he's had. But it sucks because if he is to get paid, then it leads the way for all these other guys. And these other guys are going to get paid. Like, my problem with this is we should be interested in him, okay? Jalen Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, guys like that are going to get paid big money, okay? Daniel Jones just got paid $40 million a season, the same contract as Stafford and Dak. He's not as good as Stafford and Dak, but that's just how the quarterback market is going up. Mahomes, he's going to be making $45 million a season. If, if he was due for a contract, he'd probably get around 70 mil a season. Realistically, that's just how this market is now. But they did what no one else did. They stopped their franchise quarterback before anyone else thought of this. So I don't blame Lamar Jackson. I don't blame Lamar Jackson for wanting this kind of money. I think he deserves it. He's an MVP, and when he's on the field, he's won 74% of his games. I repeat, he's 45 and 16. If you're the Panthers and you're looking at this, you're like, okay, maybe we can negotiate something to where it's not 250 mil guaranteed, but maybe around like 215 or 220, because in reality, it's either this. You're either going to trade up and give up three first-round picks, or you could just give up two first-round picks and get a proven commodity. That's my opinion. Anthony from Charlotte, keep pounding, C3. Keep pounding. What a call right on time. Look, it's like, uh, I mean, great take there. I agree with that all entirely. That leads us to the Daniel Jones discussion here. Um, or not discussion. Good. Uh, how do we relate this to the Carolina Panthers? David Gettleman made this pick. Remember he kind of, and who did he go ahead of that? Who did, what year, what was the class that Daniel Jones was in? It wasn't, it better not have been Lamar's. Uh, I think no, it was a year Andrew after. Knows, or so. What year was that? I, I have to look at it. I think I'm it was a, 2019. Um, so I don't think it was a crazy quarterback class. It was either 18 or 19. Maybe 19? It was Brian I think Burns. It was, Saquon, it was Saquon. It's got to be 18. No, Saquon went number three. Uh, yeah, it's the same two. year. Same year. No, the, the Giants didn't have two picks that year. Oh, they did. Look it up. Kyle, I'm looking here. I got it? 2019. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Josh Allen. No, uh, he went ahead no, of Josh. Uh, no, no, no. 2018 no. was Baker and Josh. But it's Baker Mayfield yeah, and Josh. This was Kyler there. Murray, then Daniel Jones, and then let's see who the next quarterback was taken in that draft was. Let's see. It's QB. Search this. Oh crap, Tony! Come on, get it together. Huh? Um, I'm trying to find who the the quarterbacks were. It was Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins. Those were the first round quarterbacks that year. Can you hear me? Yeah, I was looking it okay. up too. Okay, yeah, that so was, uh, Daniel yeah, Jones was, went. That was a uh, that was a Dave Gettleman pick there. <clears throat> That was, and yeah, you know, I mean, he's a big, tall dude. He's strong. He's more mobile than he gets credit for. And but I mean, look, this this past year was, you know, the the Giants put their own selves in a bind because they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Like the he Panthers, should be like the comeback player of the year in a way. The, like the he Panthers, made more money than yeah. anybody. <laughs> I like changed their status almost was as much as Geno. Like. Gino, it's got to be Gino. Yeah, I think it was. It was. It was Gino. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but um, I mean, listen, when it comes to Daniel Jones, like the Giants left themselves in a no-win situation. They did not pick up his fifth-year option, and they were left with either having to pay him this type of money, or letting him hit the market and, and see what what he would get, and then they would have to be in the quarterback conversation. Which they don't want to do. And yeah, I think you're just worried he turns into Kirk Cousins. Like a mobile Kirk yeah. Cousins. Which like, I'm not even a, terrified. That's what he's like. No, nah, man. Like, uh, did you see? But they also mentioned that Dak was trying to renegotiate. How about that? I would be pissed if I was Jerry Jones and Dak coming. Yeah, and then Dak like, wants to renegotiate. Uh, I'd be like, bro, like we already went through this. A we over overpaid you. B C you weren't even that great. D, yeah. hell no, get out of my office. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to another call. The number is 252-228-5098. What up, T3? It's P-Dubs calling. I called in a couple weeks ago for the first time. P-Dubs? A uh, lot happened since time. then. Derek Carr signed him with the Saints. I'm glad we didn't sign him. I thought uh, he's too expensive. I'd rather keep that uh, cap space and work some magic in free agency. Um, you know, the combine was fascinating, at least as the quarterbacks go. I, uh, I mean, C.J. Stroud was really, really impressive. I think he's going to be the first quarterback taken off the board. I think we probably have to go to number one to get him if that's where we want to go. Uh, Anthony Richardson was everything is, is advertised and maybe a little bit more. And he's going to get a lot of, a lot of hype, uh, between now and, and the draft. Uh, but I love him as a prospect and I really, really would be excited if we do draft him, provided we're going to let him marinate for a year or two. I think he, I think he's got to have, uh, a, a year, uh, or so of being coached up. Which leads me to, you know, what do we do with a with a quarterback in the interim? And I think we're probably going to look hard at Jacoby Brissett or maybe even re-signing Sam Darnold for uh, a one-year deal, or maybe yeah. it's two years max, team-friendly. 
We get a veteran quarterback in. I think we can win the NFC South with either of them. We'll let Richardson develop. And, oh, by the way, we get to look at Matt Corral, too. And, you know, quite frankly, having three quarterbacks uh, on the roster and in the in the room is, isn't the worst thing, especially when two of them are on rookie contracts and could have a lot of upside. So, I don't know. That, that's how I'm thinking about it. I don't – I really don't want us to take Bryce Young. I happen to be on the field. Um, I had field passes for the Arizona game this past year. Oh, nice. And when Kyler Murray came out of the tunnel, he was about 15 yards from me, no further than that. And I, he looked like a damn midget out there. I mean, I, there's just – you can't convince me that the size of Bryce Young and Kyler Murray isn't a major, major issue. And I, I know that Bryce is a more polished quarterback, but that just seems to be an asymmetric risk, and I, I don't know why we would – I Why love that phrase. That on. Um, so anyway, can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts uh, tonight. By the way, Frank Reich is six four. Do you really think he wants to look down half a foot at his quarterback? <laughs> I, just don't, I don't see there's any way in hell that we're going to draft Bryce Young. So I'm much more focused on Richardson or Stroud, Levis. I, you know. Asymmetrical, uh, asymmetrical risk. I love that phrase. And he has 22 seconds left. Here we go. D3, it's P-dubs. Clearly, I talk too long. I'll try to wrap it up quick. With Levis, I'm kind of indifferent. If they love him, I'll get behind it. But I just yeah. assume take a pass on him and really focus on Richardson or Stroud. Anyway, looking forward to the uh, podcast tonight, boys. Keep it up. <laughs> Oh, the Blind Panthers inspiring growls around Panther Nation. Growls hey, around town. Shout out to that. P-Dubs, man. Fantastic call. Gave a $20 love bomb earlier. That's a that's a fan right there, that's man. It's a big night right there. Is I love yeah. that phrasing towards the end is that asymmetrical risk, like you mentioned with Bryce Young. I think that why, that's why I gravitate towards Stroud <clears throat> at the very minimum. Right. Um, or maximum. And then that relationship of like, I, we hope this is that if they pick Levis, we, we got, we will get behind it. Right. Because we yeah. don't, a we don't have a choice. We will want it to work. And what we will continue to do is say, this is trust in the staff that they identify and they know that they can make this work. So let's get off. Like, this is our train. Now hitch our wagon to this horse and go cheer for it. I'll have to do that. I think if they do that for Richardson, I would be like, oh, that was interesting. They really think they can, that this guy yeah. is going to be the Lamar. Or, and I think that's the only thing that gives me faith in that. Like, that's what our argument's going to pivot towards. And I think with Stroud, you're going to be like this is we bet, like, oh, are we going to win with a rookie quarterback? That will be the conversation. So Levis yeah. does bring the one where Levis's compliments will come about how the coaching staff well, sees something. We'll have to exercise our faith there. Well, and you know, I said this on Twitter earlier, you know, if you follow me on Twitter or just on this podcast, I have not been a, 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 a loud uh, endorser of Will Levis. Like I, right. I just, I, I'm not in love with a lot of his film. I think he's very inconsistent. 
in a lot of different areas. Um, and I think he's kind of injury prone. Which is kind of concerning. And he fucking to me. eats bananas with the peel on. Yeah, and he puts mayonnaise in his coffee, dude. <laughs> Super weird guy. But at the end of the day, it's like if you fall in love with Anthony Richardson, why could you not also fall in love with Will Levis for the very same things? And also, and I, but more specifically to what I put on Twitter, everybody's loving this new coaching staff. You know, uh, the offensive Until guys that we have. Levis. Yeah, until they pick Will Levis. Oh, and then he's a lost cause, and we're going to fucking suck up and down. It's like, no, man. Like, if, if, if you trust in this in this team to develop their preferred guy, then trust in this team. Now, it's okay right now before the draft to have your preference and not want Will Levis. Again, I'm not very stoked on Will Levis. But no matter who the Panthers draft at quarterback, I'm going to be behind them and, and, and support them. And at least with all four of the guys, you can easily see how they would be successful in the NFL. So you can see I, the things that they would do that would make them the type of quarterback that you would bet on them. You know, Richardson and Levis have the big time arm talent that can run like hell. Um, and then uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are elite throwers of the football. I wonder if there's somebody who is very mathematically inclined could figure out like a. imagine if you developed a poll that you gave out to Panther fans, like maybe daily or weekly. And it was just like pot, like feeling great, feeling terrible. OK. And you right. just tracked kind of public opinion. Where, like, is that you're going to have, when does f fanaticism turn into cynicism? And where yeah. does cynicism turn into fanaticism? And by, by look, as we're fan, the word fan comes from the concept of fanatic, right? And you're going to have an element, like, is how long you you have to, if you are truly, if, I won't say truly, I'm not a gatekeeper, is like, is there a world where you will, I guess, maybe you're looking for confirmation of yourself, if you want, if you say, I don't think it's going to work. So therefore you kind of hope it doesn't. But even if we get Lamar Jackson and we break the bank and we give up all of that, you know what we're all going to have to do, not all have to do, but like there, well, let's make this work. We're all going to be, you would think rooting for it to be successful, right. whatever it is. So like you would Ooh, be, that's a good segue. Because if if we're gonna hope for success, no matter what it is, Tony, I literally I, I included this in just for the presentation, me. just for you, buddy. Uh, Philip Rivers, <clears throat> North Carolina legend, you played at NC State, uh, has contacted the 49ers and Dolphins about a comeback late last season. But the Panthers are his best bet in 2023. So put your money where your mouth is. How pumped would you be for Phillip Rivers as the Panthers quarterback? <laughs> Dude, I am not a Phillip Rivers guy. Took the wind out of your sails, huh? I think this is Phillip Rivers is what Teddy, if Teddy Bridgewater was a Hall of Famer, he would be Phillip Rivers. And that is never won a championship <laughs> and can only throw four yards now. Like, um, 
God, this would be a hard one for me to get behind and think it was going to work. But the only way, actually, that I would become a fan of Philip Rivers if he came to Carolina and it worked. Other than that, I'll never root for the. I mean, and I'm Catholic. He's Catholic. I mean, I'm Ruder. It's just not my dude. Not the guy that I. You're am. at least you're consistent, right? You you've been that way from. Yeah, uh, I think he's been overrated as a quarterback. And I tell you this, if you get him, I can tell you one thing I promise from you, and that is late in the fourth quarter, you're going to see him looking up at the big jumbotron after he just threw a pick. God dang it. Dang dang it. Dang dang it. Dang dang it. Son of a Uh, biscuit eating bulldog. Now, if he came and, like, took the Panthers – to the playoffs or more so like the NFC championship, then I would come, I would have to, that would be the only thing I think that's going to completely change my mind because he's never done it in the playoffs ever. Yeah. And yeah, a lot people, of people are it's just volume. Thing. He's a volume guy. He reminds, yeah. um, Kind of like a Jameis Winston without as many interceptions. I, like maybe he was also like one of the first guys, at least that I was aware of that had a real wonky throwing motion. Like, he's another it's guy. It's horrific, that dude. Yeah, it looks so that, bad, it looks like he's left-handed. Yeah, and maybe, dude, is he left-handed? Yeah. I don't even know. I and have I'm no left-handed. Idea. It dude, looks, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's very sideways. Like, it's kind of off to the, yeah, it's like flicking his arm out. Yeah, but. But he could sling it back in the day. So it was right. like, he was one of those guys that maybe, like, you were like, oh, well, maybe Tebow's wind-up isn't as bad as we think. Yeah. You know, it's a, and really, to be honest, the, like we actually celebrate those kind of uh, those weird throwing angles now. Right. His just looks weird. It's kind of like Charles Barkley's golf swing. <laughs> you ever seen Charles Barkley's golf swing? No. Okay. But I couldn't uh, tell here, you what no, the proper here. golf swing even looks no. like. Oh, well, I could tell you what it's not. And that's Charles Barkley's. What, uh, are, Dog, what are the Charles last Barclays. four here? Look, is let's go back to. Joey the Blind Panthers. Also, Vol guy says uh, he's got to support all those kids. Dude, he has like 20 children or some crazy shit. Catholic, like that. man. Catholic. Good Catholic. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, guys. It's Joey the Blind Panther again. Yeah, I'm not going to let it do you like that, dude. I was going to give you a roar and the bastard cut off before I could give you the roar. But uh, I got uh, another thing to say, which I don't know. It's kind of a blessing in disguise. I've noticed that uh, when it comes to the football world, sometimes I've been saying things that people are like, they're like, they're sort of lukewarm on. And then I wait a while, and then people are saying the same shit I was saying. I compared Lamar Jackson to Cam Newton back in November when I was in D.C., and the guy driving the uh, the taxi was lived in Baltimore and worked in DC. What? And he was like, No, no, this is not it. Like, like, he was unsure. <laughs> but two, three months later, when the Marvel <laughs> contract is coming up, people are comparing his ass to Cam Newton. I guess the blind people can see some things before sighted people see them, I guess. But uh, I just wanted to say that. And anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Woo, that's the growl that makes him howl. 
Yeah, I don't know shit about golf, Tony. And that no, but is he had this? Uh, the reason he's actually hitting it one-handed here is uh, I'll show you real quick. Is the reason he's hitting it one-handed is he actually swings the club better with one hand. He has this. It gets in his head right here. He has this hesitation. It's a mental it's block. Dude. It's a mental block, and he like Why had to stop it. He can't do it, dude. Look, he can't like, and it's all a mental block. He's a one of the best basketball players in history, but see, that's why with the one arm, he actually does less of it. So this weird pause, this is like, that's the Philip Rivers throw to me, <laughs> is the Charles Barkley golf swing, except for if it actually worked. Golf actually Barkley is a notoriously terrible golfer. Philip Rivers actually somehow found a way to complete some of those passes. Yeah. But, man, uh, I hate NC State. You know, it's like it's going to be hard for me to like Russell Wilson. It's going to be hard for me to like Philip Rivers. And everybody's always told me that he's been this amazing quarterback. And he's been prolific, which means a lot volume. But if you think about the greatest court, he's like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers only has one championship. You know, is that, I mean, like if you judge him on not just stats, but on actual success, he's not in the conversation. And then people will be like, well, Dan Marino. Well, Dan Marino was 40 years ago at this point. So I don't know even, if that's the same even, measurement even, of even Drew Brees. Drew Brees holds like every other record in the NFL record book, and he only has one Super Bowl. So I just don't think Philip Rivers is as good as everybody, as everybody said. That's it. Yeah. That's my point. Um, uh, last, uh, this is pretty much the last slide that we had of like stuff to talk about. Um, oh well, two more actually. Uh, the Panthers have released Damian Wilson. Uh, sources tell the score. Yeah, man. They, uh, by doing so, Carolina will save $3.6 million in cap space. Um, as a productive Wilson, he had career highs with 106 tackles, five tackles for loss, and three sacks for the Jags in 2021 hits the open market. This guy is. I put Brandon Smith season, baby. I'm ready for Brandon Smith. Yeah, I think, I think our I think our uh, new coaching staff is ready for it too. Honestly, yeah, man. this was uh, this was expected, I would think, and he wasn't as Wait, bad. No. You know, well, no, it's like our linebackers were not memorable this year, and for that's kind of a good thing, though. Is like it's better than being like Whitehead, Tarir, tired Whitehead where you remember him being bad. These guys, we don't remember if they were good or bad, so they weren't either. And that's like better to hide in plain sight kind of thing rather than being the person that actually crashed the car. Right. But I, this guy's story from the beginning has been one of my favorites in podcast history, and that is where he got arrested right after we signed him. And he went to his girlfriend's house. He got arrested for threatening his girlfriend. And uh, what he did was he put her, he broke her laptop, I think. And he put it in a a sack, a bag, and went outside. And then I guess confronted her in a way that tried to give her the impression that it was her cat in the bag, not her laptop. <laughs> and then he proceeded to kill her, kill the laptop which he said was the cat. 
And it just so reminds me of the beginning of Boondock Saints. If you or like, if you guys, it is pretty cool if you think about it. Your cat's in this bag. <laughs> oh, by the way, it was your two thousand dollar laptop, and then yeah, you gotta yeah, be yeah. like this. It's like, do you have that moment where you're like, oh man, my laptop? Like, wouldn't that be an asshole yeah. thing to do? Is like, that wish it was a hard. cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, my laptop, motherfucker. But my uh, essays were in there. Go watch, yeah, no shit. My thesis was in there. Go <laughs> yeah. and watch Boondock Saints when he gets mad and kills his girlfriend's cat by accident and he slams his hands on the table and the gun goes off and the cat. <laughs> Boondock Saints is one of my favorite movies of all time. Flash all right, shout, out to, shout out to Wilson, man. He, you know. He was a he was a good linebacker. He wasn't anything to write home about, but you know, especially the year before and the year before that, the past two years have just been terrible at linebacker. So the fact that he added even a little bit of uh of a good play, you know, it was like yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. But I expect, yeah, like uh, I said, Brandon Smith season, baby. I expect cat killings in Charlotte to go down by at least twenty percent now. I mean, that's the hope. Man, what's going on, everybody? This is me, Speed Dog, 1983. I know some of y'all probably been wondering where I've been. I've just been working on... Oh, uh, here one. That's a podcast. I should be up okay. and running about... Okay, clip that one. All right, oh, cool. Um, you're yeah, right but yo, that, but he did, yo, but he was talking about uh, doing his own podcast. See, Dog, yeah. man, you know we'll support you, brother. Start that thing up, bro. Yeah, hello, C3, this is Al. Only thing I don't know about the Lamar Jackson contract situation is like, I mean, I know Lamar's from Timberwolves Pines. He's from uh, Pompano Beach, Florida, same place with Kodak's from. So, like, that's one. And his mom, like, what did she do? She got college. What did she do? Like, so is she just going in there? Or where is she working at? And you're going to send her in to negotiate? Is she reading the whole contract? Does she understand contract? Does she have people that can understand contracts behind her? It is pretty wild. I mean, man. I think that's kind of the only way he's losing. But I would do it, man. I would take Lamar. I would take Lamar for the two first round. I don't know about 250 guaranteed, but maybe like 245. Can I hit my, do you got an MVP card I could run Lamar or something? Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, when you take your, I'm a big, I use the Harris Teeter card, the phone, you know, and like I have them on my phone and sometimes I like, I'll forget to pull it up. It takes me, I'm like, oh, my, I'm only buying one thing is the 25 cents worth the pulling it up, having the girl scan the phone and stuff. And that's what he is. That's just a $2 million version. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I actually do want the 42 cents uh, in my bank account. Uh, 245 on it. We got a call coming from here. Is This is different avenue. Contact us however you can. You can email us at carolinacatchronicles.com. Hit us up on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. We're on YouTube. You can message us. And these ill skills... Let's see if you guys can hear this. We're going to get the offense where we need to be. We need to restart. Hold on. That, yeah. that might be part two. There we go. 
What up, C3? This is Dees. Want to give a big shout out to the Chad of C3. Give a shout out to Josh, Chad, Bickle, G Baby, Lynn, Panther Gal, Riz, and of course, my big Jordan. Appreciate all you guys. Enjoy it during the week. Please like and subscribe to the longest running Panther's gonna podcast. Get us, uh, demonetize. <laughs> yeah. Touch on the QB situation. <laughs> To be honest, with me, the top five is cool. It don't matter to me. We can take it. Yeah, hold on. I got to pause it. Maybe it won't catch it if I don't play too much of it. The music in the background is going to get us. Yeah, Diesel. (laughs) Michael Jackson's estate is not going to be happy with us. Yeah. um, (laughs) Let's see. Maybe we can just. Hooker. We can take Bryce Young. I don't think we can play it. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry man. And look, is we and we actually we appreciate the support. He's a wonderful friend of the podcast, and he um, was shouting out like other C three. I know it was great. Too, so, it was great. Yeah, I dude, think, but out. the music though is, do you, you know, the first time I realized this is, um, twenty fifteen. I Joey and I went to the twenty fifteen training camp, and our black and blue review do you, do you does anybody remember bill vos private yeah. venture before yeah. he went to retiring by the way he's moving on from the panthers he is gonna, yeah yeah you didn't see that oh no i didn't see yeah, that yeah i'll pull it yeah. up yeah he uh he's moving on he's so moving he started on. in he started in charlotte tv i think he was in charlotte tv and then he took this really bold step in 2015 to basically do what we do Plus, but from a journalist perspective too, like he basically became an independent Panthers.com. In fact, Panthers.com really is just black and blue under the funding of the Carolina Panthers. Yep. He does the snap counts. It's like you can feel the big Bill Voth is the over guy overseeing all of that. So we got our picture. We interviewed Bill Voth on the field and he came up to the fence Joey and I set up a camera on a on a trash can and recorded this and uh, kind of brought like, oh, C3 from camp. I don't even know if we maybe we did it live. I can't remember. I don't think it was live. And they were playing music on the megaphone in the background for the training camp. And it got us dinged. So like we had this wonderful inter- and it was like, man, we didn't even think the music that we're, we didn't put this in here. <laughs> yeah. Just like in the back, we didn't even think about it. So I remember that story about Bill Voth, and um, he is, um, you're saying retiring, retiring? Yeah. No, uh, well, he's not retiring. He's leaving <laughs> well, the Panthers. Here's a, here's his tweet. He says, uh, "With the start of the NFL's new league year, I've decided to try free agency myself. This is my final week with the Panthers. I've decided this move for a while, and with the 2022 season and coaching search now over." The time feels right. I've joined the Panthers in 2017, creating game-changing, objective, digital-first content. I'm proud of what I was able to do alongside some insanely smart and creative people. And I hope my six years are remembered for setting new bars uh, for team-created content. I'm excited to take a breath, literally with more yoga, and time to decide what's next. I have some ideas. I'm also open to yet-undiscovered opportunities and conversations that might fill the space I'm about to create. Have something you want to kick around? Let's talk. Three out of three. Oh, is he returning not to a black and blue venture, but like maybe what he's learned from 
being an independent creator than to with a billion dollar corporation. You know, maybe I wonder what that is. That could be a new, I mean, his real background is in news. Like real news. So uh, I believe he's a Browns fan, right? It came from Cleveland, I think. Sounds like this might be just like trying to pivot in the private sector. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, uh, uh, I wonder what that says about the what's going on with in the background with the Panthers. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, one thing is this. I will tell you for some if you work in these corporate structures, the only real way to advance your salary in significant ways is to move jobs, move around. Because like a, a, a company is only going to give you a certain amount of raise bonus whatever structure that's reasonable you know what i'm saying we give you six percent we give you six percent but if you want a real 20 percent bump in your pay you have to jump from job to job every couple of years yeah because they are going to negotiate off of your highest contract then you know and so maybe that's the pivot there for bill both is like oh i could just get a three percent raise from the panthers or i could go and do this for ultimately like Well, Bank Bill of America seems, or something yeah, like that. Bill seems like the type of dude that's smart enough to know when the right time to make a move is on stuff. So you know, he'll he'll land on his feet. He's a smart guy. Um, Josh says, "What happened to your combine show? We had to delete it. Uh, we deleted it right after we streamed it because we, we were, were pirating. Show, yeah, yeah, we we're showing the combine. I mean, everyone, you know, we didn't even know if we were gonna." But then we saw everyone else doing it. Exactly. So we, we were arguing party. over it. Not yeah, we were literally, we were literally like, before the show, we were debating whether or not to show it. And I was even sending messages people. in the background to Cody, like, I don't think we should be doing this. I felt like we were like you were taking it like we were skipping school, and you're like, come on, it's going to be all right. Yeah, it's going to be, be all right. I don't think we should be doing this. <laughs> come on. I, I was the bad influence on you that day. But I was right. It turned out to be okay. So All right. Um, all right. Oh, uh, Sean Chandler. Let's yeah, go real quick. I mean, we're yeah, making you good time. This, We've done all the, almost all the calls, I think. Yeah, I don't know much about this, but Sean Chandler was suspended for two games. Are you anymore? Oh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I think this is a nothing burger story. Yeah, it's like I don't really what know what he does. It play uh, corner. I think so. Safety or corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, right, again, it's like, I mean word, this is like two games. This doesn't matter to me, you know. Ultimately, no. is like I it doesn't actually have a negative. I don't have a negative opinion about this player, nor do I. Okay. Is he memorable at this point? So, uh, this ain't that bad. Nor should we care. What's next? Um, let me get to the news. So, so now, oh, hang on, wait a minute, I forgot we got a. I might have uh, a couple of calls stashed away, actually. Hold up. The bat oh, Daddy this is made, cool. Yeah, but listen. The Bat Daddy made a bumper for us whenever oh, okay. we get into the news. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me... Pop, pop. Hold on. It's a Bill so, Vothish vibe. We're just like we're. Oh, now we're real journalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. Sure. Do, 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 we do, are real journalists. Do, do, do. Um, the Packers. Rogers gets permission to speak with the Jets. He's come out of the darkness. I still think the best move for him is Miami. 
by the way, this tells me a hundred percent that he isn't going to be a Green Bay Packer next year. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I, I you know, now if you're the the uh, the the Jets, that has to be your last resort. Like now, you have to do everything in your power to go and get uh, Aaron Rodgers because what else are you going to do? Like they 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 have Sam Darnold, bro. Not Sam Darnold. You could do. It. <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, actually, that would be interesting. Baker, Baker's still out there, folks. Somebody is going to go bring Baker Mayfield in. Oh uh, no, that's a that, no. We're we're getting to that. That's uh that's in the news. I added that. I don't know if you saw it yet. Or All not. right, well, let's get to it. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, losing its edge, Kansas City expected to release Frank Clark. Um, hey, I mean, or did they franchise tag Orlando Brown? Who's an interesting piece out yeah. there. He wants to get big pay. People don't want to big pay him, but he's pretty good. Or he was. We'll see. I don't know. I'd have to ask a Chiefs fan. But Frank Clark is, you know, I'm a, I wonder. I don't know enough about his game to really say how he would fit with in our scheme that's coming up <laughs> or uh, with aside Brian Burns. But he has been, they say this, is he had 24 sacks in three years, I think. So he's like an eight, seven, eight guy, but they say his uh, he's made an impact in games though. So it's like these yeah. aren't just numbers. Is that like? And they'll point to how he was had some of his best success this season in the playoffs. But there was you know also I mean? a lot of stink around him coming out of the combine. I don't remember exactly what, but I remember he had some off the field issues that at the time people were concerned about. He seems to have. Cleaned him up in the NFL. Like, you don't ever hear anything negative associated to his name. I think he would be a pretty decent uh, outside linebacker uh, in a Panthers 3-4 defense. I mean, he can kind of do it all, but he's a pass rusher. I mean, that's primarily what you're going to do. So, yeah, if the Panthers made that free agent addition, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, Next up, oh, this is kind of hilarious. So, Dove Kleiman comes out and put Tom Brady might not be done after all with his playing in the NFL, according to Rich Eisen, who talked to people in Indy. Folks are saying, keep an eye on Miami. Well, Tom Brady goes on Twitter in response to this. Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. So I guess that's putting that to bed. Yeah, it's like... It's not putting it to bed. He is fanning the flames of conversation right here. It's not putting is that what it that is? Look, is uh, you adopted a two month old kitten? Like that's gonna per- a kitten <laughs> is gonna permit uh, prevent Tom Brady from coming back to the NFL. There's just no yeah. shot the dude is going to retire twice and come back again. Like this is not. It's it's just it's it's a nothing burger. Either that or it's about keeping his name in the news. Ck. His name is going to be always in the news. Like, you can't be putting that, like, that can't be it. This doesn't put it to bed, Cody. This is like, this is him making it worse. I mean, listen, I agree with CK to a point. I won't rule it out completely because I think that one of the things that you see with these older quarterbacks, I mean, look, we're talking about Phillip Rivers potentially coming back. We all saw how long it took Brett Favre to finally be done with the NFL. It wouldn't surprise me if he did come back. But at the same time, if I'm him, 
Like, doesn't it look so dumb to just be like, oh, I'm retired. Hey, but I'm back now. Oh, but now I'm retired. Guess what? I'm back. Do you know what I mean? It's like kind of say it looks ball. dumb. I just, yeah, I mean, I would it say does this, this joke dumb. is cornball. This joke is cornball. And man, can we go to the next slide? I have a baby kitten that we adopted. I mean, I don't know how far along I can be away from it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I hear that. heard that. heard that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is the Baker Mayfield news. The Rams and the 49ers that uh, seem to be headed for a fight to sign Baker Mayfield for the 2023 season. Dude, poor Christian McCaffrey, huh? You think that you got away from the dude? <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody say that Tampa would want him. I mean, right now, they, their option is... They have no idea what he is, just like we have no idea what Matt Corral is. If the Jets don't get Rodgers, they got to go get somebody like this and in case... Um, Zach Wilson continues to be a just complete and utter bust. So, like, the Jets have to do something. Um, and I wonder what the man Baker Mayfield keep an eye. I don't think he's done in the NFL just yet. Um, here, I think I told you guys we had a couple more calls. What is today's date? The seventh, we won't be played. We'll pay up. Oh, see, that might actually be it. These are all too far back. Not going to play stuff that's over a week old. Um, sorry to be anybody that I missed your call. The number is 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the longest running Panthers podcast around the C3 Panthers podcast. Chopping up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We're in our 11th season as a podcast growing so much because of the conversation that you guys generate. What else is in the news? Is there anything else? No, that's it, man. That's the last thing that we had prepared. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, 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 wow. I know, we're not um, used to being... Do you want to argue about something for the next hour that we shouldn't? No. I mean, we can how you think feel about, about How do you feel about traveling to Mexico to get uh, um, a medical procedure done? Oh, a Brazilian partner? Is that where those people got kidnapped? Yeah. I didn't hear the story. Basically, somebody, they were going down to Mexico to get a medical procedure done, or one person was. They got kidnapped. Right. Two of them have been killed. Dang. Well, that sucks. The only story that I remember was about the woman from Charlotte. She went with another man and woman down to Mexico, and they both murdered her. Like, they killed her. And she was a Charlotte, North Carolina native. Yeah. I think they all were. But the last I heard, they were trying to extradite the guy and the girl back to Mexico. Because yeah, they committed the crime in Mexico, so they got to spend time in Mexican prison. One of my oh. friends likes to watch these YouTube videos, the most dangerous cities in the world. And, like, you go to the Mexico cities, and it's like, geez, this is like a damn war zone here. It literally is, uh, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Uh, so, wild. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Well, all we got in the final segment to do, and that yep. is the ice up picks where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. It's our homage to Steve Smith. Um, and everyone, anyone is fair game. Go ahead, Cody Lash. Take us to the ice up segment. Ice up, son. Ice up. Um, like I said, everything is fair game in the ice up uh, picture. 
This is where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. Cody Lackey, what you got for us this week? Yeah, so whenever you're in a mixed martial arts fight and you're uh, maybe on the losing end of a tough decision and you end up throwing a punch, make sure that there's no one in the area around you. I would ask that you all keep your eyes on the guy in the red shorts. You're tired of seeing Bantamweight champion of the world, Farkas! Oh, no. Just turned around and death shot you (laughs) right in the jaw. Damn, man. (sighs) Poor girl. She didn't... uh, Expect that. So, yeah, dude, whenever you lose an MMA fight, make sure there's not a ring girl right behind you so you don't punch her in the face, dude. Ice up, son. Holy cow. That is crazy. <laughs> dude, he, man, if she got up from that, she should have got the one to fight. Uh, CK, what you got for us? Um, Mine's going to be just something that has, has to do with uh, uh, Bruce Willis. I mean, we've been informed, obviously, recently that he has uh, dementia. Um, and you know, I, I don't have any videos. It wasn't video. It was just, uh, it was just pictures and, and things like that. But apparently the paparazzi were out there just yelling at him to come over and talk to them and whatnot. And like, it's just super insensitive. And, and his wife had to come out publicly and ask people to stop just coming up to him and even just yelling yippee kaye and all that stuff. Because right. uh, I mean, the dude is like literally suffering from a, uh, a degenerative disease that that's causing him to not be able to remember his kids. Right. Like it's, it's, it's not okay to do that. And so the world that we live in is so focused on as we do here content and at the expense of people's privacy in their lives, especially at that, like once you're at that point, like the dude has no ability to, to tell you what he wants, what he doesn't want. And it just, it, you, you need to have some respect because you got to think about, what if this was my dad, my grandfather? So to those people who just don't give two shits about it, uh, I'm saying ice up, uh, you know. And uh, there was one that I was gonna that that Cody said I should have done, and that was a t. You know, basically there was a report that said that Tom Brady was gonna start doing uh, um, uh, stand up comedy. Stand up because of that tweet. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't. It's not any. There was nothing that indicated that was actually true. Um, he is simply doing, there's going to be a roast where he's going to get roasted on Netflix, but that's about the extent of it. So uh, I was going to ice that up, but I felt like the Bruce Willis one was probably most important. All right. Uh, I am going to uh, ice up, son. Ice up. Uh, I'm going to ice up. Uh, first, I'm going to congratulate this tweet. The And we're not going to see the guy who wrote it. I mean, I can expand and stuff, but it's uh, he said, no way this guy flexed his EBT. Uh, but this video is just just uncomfortable, I guess, to me. Uh, and I don't know why. It's not that bad. Uh, but here we see if this works. Yo. Can you hear this? Tell me you can hear this. Hey, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse you. Excuse you. It's fake. It's got to be fake. Bro, that ass, I would take the king. I would take your crutches, bro. Not play with me. What's up, you up there? Bro, you what's up, you up? Don't worry. I'm waiting for you. I'm gonna smoke my butt. I will fuck you up, bro. All right. Just because you got disability, I got EBT. I'll have my shit better. Sorry. I'll have
What are you talking about? EBT is crazy. I can't what? watch that. EBT is crazy. crazy. Yeah. You got a disability check, bro. I got a disability check. All right, watch. Watch when you get on, bro. No, I promise you, I'm gonna take you. I promise you, I'm gonna take you. I get off whatever stop you get off. I'm going everywhere you go. I'm off that side. Don't worry, I got you. Ow. Ow. Fuck you. Fuck you. What are you want to laugh? You think I'm a joke? It's gonna be fun when I take the punches and you can walk. Can I break that split in half? Come do it, I hop. Come do it, I hop. I hop. I hop. I did. Uh, that's messed up. You can't even touch <laughs> so again, you know my constant fear that every video I watch that I find whatever it's, uh, entertaining just, uh, is completely yeah. f- fake. Uh great video in some ways. Really, just uncomfortable is that the guy calls himself crippled and he just like had a sprained ankle. That's the first giveaway to me. That's a fake video. But then my man said, you get disability. I got EBT. Like, <laughs> and then there was like three people. Yeah, there was three people in the back who uh, were not paying attention in the least. Like, that's what I love about this is like New York. And they're like, this is no- like not even noticing this stupid yeah. charade these people are doing. That's so tame. Uh, that's tame for a New York yeah. subway ride. To all of them, ice up. Um, all right, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. Follow me on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. Engage in the show in any way that you can. Be a part of the show. Call in and uh, go support Cody Lack, a man about to be blue checked and momentarily pretty last name welcome well thank you for another great show yeah man um find me on twitter cody lack at c-o-d-y-l-a-c and every friday at 7 p.m you get to be a part of the c3 panthers podcast on the friday free-for-all join the show via stream yard man we have very spirited discussions about the carolina panthers all things about the draft the nfl it's been a great time, man. Every Friday at 7, come hang out. CK, thanks again for uh, all the input and uh, hanging yeah. out with me on Tuesday. Yeah, always happy to be here, man. It's uh can get spirited, and, uh, you know, it's all in, 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 in the Panthers fandom that we all share and, and whatnot, and um, I'll, I'll throw this out here. Uh, your boy, here's the situation, all right? Uh, so my wife and I had our son, and then we were son and done, and we did a purge of all of our baby stuff. Well, now we have a new one on the way. All right. So we do. This is shameless. Uh, anybody who would like to help <laughs> with <the> baby <laughs> donate baby stuff, feel nice. free to let me know. I'll be happy to provide you the link to our Amazon uh, baby registry. But that's not uh, not a requirement. I'm not demanding anybody do that. Just uh, if anybody would like to, feel free to message me as uh, we are in the phase of rebuilding a baby uh, baby room. So much appreciated Donate, anybody y'all. who wants to. <laughs> so, find anyway, yeah. CK, man. Drop it. Well, put it. Man, how are they gonna I'm, find not gonna, that? I'm not going to drop it. In That's the, in the CK. Uh, at, what? At Codizzle underscore Allen, right? Yeah, yep. you can get me on Twitter. I have direct messages open if you guys want to. If there's anybody interested, you don't have to. Again, it is not a, a scenario baby formula where I, is like Deshaun Watson money now. Everybody's hurting, and I understand that. So, do not put yourself in a position to try to help me out simply because I'm putting a shameless plug out there. We should do a virtual baby shower. 
How's that, my wife, mate? Oh, shit. For the C3 Panther Nation. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of dope. Maybe next week. Yeah. That's what we'll do is we'll we'll secretly throw a baby shower. You All shouldn't right, have said you. nothing, CK, if you don't want it. The public aspect of it is a little odd, but that I, I appreciate it. Or maybe they do. What do they call them? Diaper showers for men or something yeah, like that yeah. you know what next week we're gonna do it see uh remind me uh cody all right yep little i mean it'll be we'll small it'll be small be small all right <laughs> take us out of here bro all right c3 nation until next time keep pounding